There's not enough to Kleenex to clean up the pus. Uh, what? Sorry? From the popping. Oh! You said it was popping, so yes. we clean up the clean up the pus popping that has gathered. Digital zits. Oh, that sounds mm. erotic. And speaking of erotic, mm. welcome everyone to Big Damn Cast. To this... Year three! Yes! We're in year three! So, what have we got to come? We've got... Um, um, the cancellation of the podcast in about half, half of a year's time. Yeah. Um, the one where we both get high. We're going to get picked up by Netflix to finish it off. Yeah, yeah. Um, 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 and then we'll do the movie, which will be straight to DVD, because by that point the investors will have dropped out. Yeah. Um, oh, oh, oh. And then we will get back together in ten years' time, but we'll we'll do the same stuff, but we'll wear jackets and we won't dance as much. That's how it works, right? That's exactly how it works. That's exactly how it works. Um, uh, yeah, welcome. I'm I'm Christopher... Build a figure, Johnson. And I am just in it for the money. <laughs> There's money? <laughs> yeah, but I'm not going to tell you where it is. Um, oh, Darius, we've got a plethora of some stuff to talk we've about got this some week. some bits and pieces to talk about. I, I actually completely forgot to ask you before we started the podcast. Yeah. Have you watched any Luke Cage yet? I've not. I've not. I mean, I've still not watched Jessica Jones C2, so oh. I, I need to catch oh. up. Yeah. I've However, first... I've... I've finished my other things I was binging nearly. The Tick I can quite easily dip out of and go back to. But I've recently yeah. finished Comedy Bang Bang up to Series 3. And um, as of yesterday, The Toys That Made Us! Yeah, that's pretty good. The Hello Kitty episode was actually a really good yeah, finale. Yeah, because I know jack about Hello Kitty. But so now you know. interesting to know. Kawaii! Kawaii! So, uh, um, yeah, I, I, I'm ready to binge. So I'll probably... The Lego um, one was fascinating, wasn't it? The Lego one was amazing. I think the best out of all of them, weirdly though, was the Star Trek one. Just because of how yeah. odd it was that the story wasn't of Triumph. No, it, it was. Hi, here's a brand, and no one ever got it right when it no. came to merchandise. Some people got close, but and then the nineties was a boom because everyone was nerds and also well, nerds with disposable income. I, I remember the the next generation type, not the first one, the yeah. second one was, mm. it, was it Playmates who took over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was mouthful of water. I think so. Yeah, um, um, yeah. I remember that that, that one. That was pretty neat. That was cool. Um, that was cool. Um, yeah, it was a good series, man. The Transformers one was weirdly touching as well. Um, yeah, no, I dug it, and I, I would like, I would like to see them do more. But it's more a case of like, I'm not sure where you go with it. Maybe do individual ones, like pick a topic and make a make an, another episode. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. TMNT would be pretty. Yeah. Did you see the new theme? Real the new opening. Real Ghostbusters. Combine them. Do an '80s special. No, they they would they would. Garner one each, I reckon. You love to garner one each. Oh, That's just go not on even to, a euphemism. Just go on to Toy Galaxy, because Toy Galaxy does that stuff on YouTube. Did you see um, um, the new theme uh, opening for Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles that came out this week? No. The animation style is gorgeous. I've seen a couple of... The like, song is incoherent yeah. and, and obnoxious. <laughs> and I, it's like, oh, it's a shame. I've seen some bits of animation for the new series. It looks like... It looks fine. Raph's the leader, there's a massive emphasis on tech, and Leo is clumsy. 
Good. Not sure how I feel about Leo being clumsy. Good. Not sure how I feel about Raph being the leader, but there's a story to tell there, so mm. fair enough. But there's a massive emphasis on tech. I mean, it's something different, isn't it? Yeah, but ninjas, mate. Ninjas. <laughs> like ninjas. And you sort of take it away what makes Donnie special if everybody's using tech. Yeah, but tech ninjas. What if Donnie makes the tech? Donnie does make the check. The check. That's fine then. Donnie does cash the checks because, as you can as you can tell from the lyrics to the new theme tune, when you listen really carefully amongst all of the overly edited sounds around it, yeah. Um, once again, the theme music is them just listing what each of the turtles does. Um, and Donnie is Donnie like something like Donnie's sick with machines. It's just like oh god, he is no. he is sick with machines. Oh, the god. machines have made him sick. And what's really upsetting is they've. I was looking for, like, visually it looks stunning. And there's a mix of CGI and vehicles and stuff in the thing. But, like, the turtle van breaks down into two cycles. And I'm just like, why? It's a van. Toys. Um, yeah, I know. But they won't make the toys like that. They won't make them that, like, sort of flashy. They'll never do that. They'll make them really basic. Because that's how it always works with these toys. Look, look at the previous one, which was great. Which is, we're going on a turtle, turtle's tangent here. My favourite turtle's cartoon is the Nick one, the previous one. That was CGI pretty good. One. So good. Certainly the best written turtle's Absolutely. And, and and probably the best cast, actually, in terms of like yeah. the characters and, and the guest stars and everything. Um, and made by people who love film and television, who just happen to be making a show using the characters that they love as well. Mm. So like series three... They're they're in hiding. Series three opens with like three or four episodes that are basically their take on horror movies, like Cabin in the Woods kind of things. It's well, like, they got this the is guy, metal. and then series four in space with Tennant as a recurring character, David Tennant. They got the guy who played Low Pan in Big Trouble in Little China to come and play in uh, series one to basically play the sim- same yeah. character, yeah, suspiciously similar <laughs> substitute. And the, freaking, the, the 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 dream like the dream beavers, the freaking <laughs> the nightmare creatures that are basically beavers. Two of them are voiced by Robert Englund. Mm. Like, they knew what they were doing. Mm. It's great. It's very good. Um, it's very good. I have hope for the series because Rob Paulson is still attached, but he's not playing anyone this time. He was Raph in the original, Donnie in the is previous he just voice one. Directing? He's voice directing. He's oh, taken over good. from Andrea Romano. Good. As voice director oh, of. Uh, gosh, yeah, yeah. She's retired now, which is really good. annoying because she's great. Uh, although she has said she'd come out of retirement for certain things. It's like, will someone hurry up and commission those certain things right now because she's the best voice director in the business? Yes, um, But at the same time, about 70 jobs have just opened in LA, so good luck to all the people who now fill those jobs. Yeah. But it's all of the theme songs have used teenage uh, teenage um how's the original one go teenage mutant ninja turtles or if you're in the uk teenage mutant hero turtles because ninja means violence apparently um nunchucks and then the 2003 one with teenage mutant ninja turtles and it was like okay so they use it but only at the top and tail the 2012 one was freaking great teenage mutant ninja turtles that was like the hook of the chorus Mm -hmm. But this one does the exact same thing. It's again. It's like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Rise. It's like oh for God's sake, that's so weird. But it's, that's that's not good. It's weird that we're four full animated series in for the turtles, and no one's tried to change the theme song in any way because it's iconic. Yeah, but it's also terrible if you warp it so much, but try and keep it the same thing. It's like doing a cover of Queen. It can't be done. Well, it can, but live. It Never can. do it in studio. Although Panic did an okay version of Rhapsody for the. Suicide Squad. Metallica did a great version of Stone Cold Crazy. Oh, I'd love to hear that. They played that live yeah. when I saw them. I saw the Foos last week and they did um, Under Pressure. Ah, yes. That was pretty good. Yeah. And Corn always, if Corn do Coming Undone, they always slip into uh, We Will Rock You in the middle of it. <laughs> which is great. I, remember the, I, don't think, I don't remember if they did that when I saw them. That 
was a good gig, actually. I saw, I saw Cole when one of them was ill. And they just was like, fuck it, we're going to carry on. And, saw... and to sort of compensate, they apologised. So they played like an extra half hour than they were meant to. I saw... <laughs> it's like, fair enough. I saw them a download year before last. Coming and, was, coming and Dunn's, sweat through. Coming and Dunn's probably not one that they whip out often because yeah. it was like a single from um, Untitled from 2006 or whatever. So they're probably not whipping that one out quite often. But if they do, they slip some queen in there. Giggity. Hey, but I got got the life in blind, so that's all right. Oh, bless. Fucking love. We got the life. I love corn. Corn are amazing. Anyway, enough of me being a sad little um, um, cranky. Um, Christopher. Yes, we sweetheart. We need to talk about it. About it? No, no. I mean, we're gonna, but not yet. Ah! Um, but we need to talk about it. Little, little, little prick tease. Not, not little, little prick tease. Not big eye. Little, little clip tease. Not big eye. It. Not oh. like it. Oh. Referring to something else. We need to talk about oh that show. What show? That one. oh one. What the one that we only ever talk about reluctantly that on one. this here podcast, and yet frequently. Yeah. <laughs> It's reluctant, but frequent. All right, then. We well, to, here we go. We need to talk about Doctor Who. Oh. Oh. What did you oh, think I was talking I about? Saw, I thought you wanted to talk about the Monsters reboot. <laughs> um, <laughs> the unmade Adams Family show. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah, well, there you we go. Do need but to get made by, made by Saban. Reunion. Made by get, Saban. Who made the... Who also made Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles The Next Mutation with because Venus someone, DeMilo. Because someone had to claim responsibility it's for that. Fucking awful. Yeah, it's, it's funny you should it's funny you should mention this because over on Twitter today before the recording John Gransden did indeed tweet us to say I invoke the Gransden. two lifelong Doctor Who fans reluctantly talking about Doctor Who card in regards to our news composer uh, Sagan Akinola. Yeah. Which we will definitely talk about. Yeah. And possibly that other thing that happened on Monday that night if you're comfortable discussing it. Um, I'm very comfortable discussing it. I am going to discuss it. I don't know how I feel about it. How... But not the content, more the, 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 way, it's... the way we got it. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. I um, do... Right, so... For those, those who don't, don't know... know. <laughs> that was brilliant. That was it's, in stereo. It was pretty beautiful. Um, <laughs> left channel, right channel. Um... <laughs> For, for those who don't know, on Monday night, some footage leaked, presumably from Jodie Whittaker's first episode. Based on what she's wearing, I'd assume. And the dialogue and what's yeah. happening in the scene. Um, and also the images mm-hmm. of the new Sonic Screwdriver. Sonic Screwdriver. So, I don't know what the circumstances behind the leak are. But someone's in trouble. It, it would not way. surprise me if the BBC just sort of let it slip out. I don't think... Like, they were clenching. And I, it was a little bit... I don't think they out. did. No, I'll tell you for what... It's pos- this has been done before um, by different companies, for sure. But I'm not yeah. sure in this occasion because... Um, San Diego Comic-Con is a confirmed reveal of some footage. Probably a new series trailer. Yeah. Probably a scene... Um, and Which you know, some people I've, have been a bit upset about. But as, they, the, as they do, as they get every year. Yeah. They get upset about it every year. But here's the thing. Um, the trailer will definitely, if it's shown at that thing, it will definitely go online oh, yeah. the moment that yeah, panel yeah. has happened. Um, the clips will be exclusive for that room. I think that's fine. I think that's completely fine because it's a, it's a treat for the people who've queued up to be in Hall H for I mean, that occasion. How long have we got to wait till? What's, what's September, October, day? I think it is. is it, so, it's later this year, isn't it? Yeah, so, autumn. I imagine September autumn this year. Because I don't believe they have a Christmas special greenlit or confirmed. 
But if they do and they want the wiggle room for it, it's going to have to start in September to finish in time. So they can get some response, yeah. So, I, uh, I, don't um, th- I don't think this was purposely leaked. I think this is a case of somebody probably sharing it with someone else saying, don't show this to anyone, here it is. And then that person's just totally fucking uploaded it like an idiot. Because there is a lot of that. Here's the thing. Unless you're working for Marvel or Star Wars where everything is that watertight that like you're making Infinity War, if you want to read the full script, you have to make an appointment during the filming, even if yeah. you're one of the lead characters. And you get taken to a room where basically you are there for four hours and you're given a special iPad and it's on there. And do you know what I mean? Like they, yeah. they they do secrecy like nobody's business. They do fault they do false leaks nowadays yeah. because of people like Tom Holland and Mark Ruffalo being a bit sort of careless. Does that mean with stuff? Does that mean you believe the new Spider Man two title or not? Oh, absolutely. I believe I believe that Spider Man Far From Home is the title, and that they're going to continue that theme of home in the titles because why not? Okay. Um, I believe that completely. Mostly just because the way it was done, Tom Holland did it so sort of naturally. Where he holds the iPad up for just a moment and then lowers it. It's like they've let you show that off. Yeah. Um, so like that that's what that's intentional. I think with Doctor Who happens is because it's not as tight knit and stuff. People do share stuff, and they really shouldn't. But they do. You're naughty, naughty people. Well, it happens, especially when you work within these jobs and stuff. Like I've, I, I've known people, for example, for through Doctor. Right. So here's a story I can tell because it's been and gone, and it's from a previous resume. And I think I might have talked about this before briefly, but I was, I was at um, Ralph Locke in in Wales filming a behind the scenes film for CBBC for Wizards vs Aliens series three. Yeah, and uh, it might be series two, series two or series three. But while I'm there, um. I'm told Doctor Who filming next door. I'm like, oh, right, okay. Like, so they're in today, because the last time I've been there, Doctor Who wasn't in. Yeah. So I was like, oh, cool. And I'm outside, and I shan't say the actor's name in case he gets in trouble for being this flippant. Um, but it was one of the actors from uh, Cold War. Yeah. And he's outside, and he's having a cigarette, and a few of them are on break, and I come outside because I want to breathe because the, the crew are getting some behind scene shots of a scene being shot so I I duck out of the way just so I'm not like a nuisance or in the way and it's quite hot in the studio and we just start chatting he's like oh you, you're doing what you, you do, it's Wizards of Azalea's next door or something isn't it I was like yeah he was like you you know you're in that one I was like oh I'm doing behind the scenes so you've seen he was like oh yeah I thought I recognised you I think my kids have seen you on thingy I go yeah okay oh, that was a, oh what are you working on oh doing Doctor Who next door I was like oh brilliant um and from his clothes, I could tell that he was playing like you know military, maybe navy, yeah, and stuff. And I say, so you know, you, you, you know, is it like a, a unit, like a military thing? He's like, oh no, we're on a, we're on a submarine, uh, we're on a submarine, and we're being attacked by an ice warrior. And this is before this episode was even publicly known yeah, about. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. He's like, yeah, this is some good. So they're filming some stuff with it now, and it's 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 pretty impressive, and it's um. It's sort of. Uh, did you know about them? And I was like, Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, I know about the Ice Warriors. And he was like, Oh, good, okay. So, like, so they like it sort of comes out of its armor. I was like, Oh, really? Because <laughs> of course, like that was not known. Yeah. I was like, Right. And and we just and he's just talking about it because he's talking about the puppetry effects and all this stuff. I'm like, That's really cool. Blah, blah, blah. And then we they go back into film stuff. We go back in. We film this and the other. And then I'm in the car on the way home at the end of the day. And in my head, I'm thinking, I know that next series there's an episode with an Ice Warrior set on a submarine. And that the Ice Warrior, at some point, will take its armour off. What the hell? I didn't tell anyone, because I was like, if I tell someone, I could get in trouble. But, obviously, he shouldn't have said anything. 
but it's that confidentiality thing of you're in the building, you're yeah. probably going to see stuff. Oh, I'll let you know. But he obviously told me way too much, and it's like okay, but that's just how it is. You've got but you kept people, that secret, and he kept the secret, yeah. and 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 that's the thing. You people people know that those working on the production aren't going to spread it. But at the same time, you know, if one of those actors comes home at the end of the day working on a big important thing, even the likes of Star Wars. And then, you know, their partner or whatever says, like, so what did you do today? He's like, oh, frick. Uh, yeah, we filmed with Darth Vader. Like, they're good at... Do you yeah, know what I mean? Like, yeah. that happens. You would, talk, you, would, you would do that. So... I would do it. I wouldn't be surprised if, in this, in this instance, someone shared the scene with someone else and just yeah. went, oh, look yeah, at her. Yeah. She's, here's a little clip. Uh, she, look at her. She's great. And then that person's been an idiot and shared it with a friend or uploaded it to YouTube Unlisted or something so they can watch it later and it's just like why would you do that oh god there are um, easier ways to watch it th- later that's why I don't think this is an intentional leak also because it's not like a complete mix like no, I, I no, think, no, I think no, they'd no. be a little flashier if they wanted something to dribble out um, so that's that's kind of why I'm a bit like oh a bit annoyed about it because I, I would like to have seen just a bit more context and I would like to have heard the music more because the music is there, but it's very low in the mix, and it might just be placeholder. Yeah, because uh, uh, although um, <clears throat> Sagan got announced <clears throat> uh, yesterday, yesterday, yes, yesterday, yeah, as of, as um, of recording of this Tuesday of this week, it's not clear if he's been working on it already. Although I would assume he must probably, yeah, have de- def- been, definitely been in the running. It's coming. Out. It's, like, it's like when they announce voice actors and they say, "Such bodies joined the cast of this show." Yeah, it's they've like, actually no, already done it. They did yeah. it like nine months yeah, ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're just yeah. announcing it now on the cusp of it coming out. Yeah, um, yeah. It's it's it's. But again, like we're, let's 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 briefly because in case people don't really want spoilers, we won't go into details. But let's sort of vaguely talk about the clip. It's she's very tenanty, isn't she? She's very tenanty, mm, and I don't mean that in a bad way. Not oh, like, not in a no. copycat, just like a oh, you are pleasantly balmy. It's, it's but it's also those... post regeneration. Yeah, it's so. one of those high energy. Slightly confused, slightly manic, post-generation, don't quite know what's going on scenes. And it's Doctor Who. It's mm. Doctor Who. What What? What more do you want? Yeah. What do you expect? <clears throat> she's in Capaldi's clothes. She. There's a suggestion that she's not stopped to, to look at herself no. for a moment. No. Um, and it's a little bit balmy, and she's... It's a, it's a Yorkshire accent. It sounds like she softened it slightly. Oh, yeah. Which I'm a bit like, oh, no, you should have got Elfa Leather, but whatevs. Um... It's interesting. And the pics the Sonic screwdriver got out. Cool design. Um maybe a little too techy. I kinda of, I, I I kind of like just the simplicity of a silver cylinder with a thing on the end. But I yeah, get, but I get was, it. When it was, was the last wanna... actually simple Sonic screwdriver we got? I mean yeah, tenant tenant tenants, tenants Eccleston Tenants was like the most exciting thing it did was it extended a bit. Yeah, but it was but yeah. it still quite it still looked quite Toyetic. Yeah. <laughs> Toyetic. But true. Um, Real and, words. And, and by fucking marketing companies. Fucking Smiths was all bells and whistles and thingy with was opening and this bit and this bit and that bit and Yes. Like, we haven't had it a simple do it. We haven't had a simple, straightforward Sunday screwdriver design since the T V movie. Yeah. Fair enough. This one at least just looks like it glows. And that's that's the extent of what it does physically. That's fine. So that's fine by I'd me, go yeah. for a glowing a glowing sonic screwdriver that's yeah. kind of what it needs to be and goggles can make anyone look funny oh goggles I hope she keeps them goggles on <laughs> just every, every episode time. I was like what are you doing but if this is part of the costume that they've not revealed yet it's just she's wearing those goggles up like in every like, episode um, like a mad scientist 
God. That'd be so cool. That would be pretty sweet. Oh, and she just, every time, if she, if she needs to inspect something, she just pulls the goggles out of the long coat. It's and like, just oh, slaps them on. <laughs> right! Because <laughs> it'd be a great, like, fun image. Of, you just like, did a Tex Avery, like, doing eyeball yeah, motion then. Just like a, <laughs> illustrated it perfectly. But on snap on the elastic on the back, she's like, let's have a look. It'd be such a great, like, mad scientist why, why, image. Why are you wearing goggles? We're in pitch black. <laughs> it's like, it's like you know, when the fucking first doctor pulls his monocle out or whatever. Oh, or, God, his, yeah. or his, or, 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 um, tenant's glasses. Well, oh, yeah, f- uh, fifth doctor with just his tiny little yeah. half moon, half moon spectacles. Uh, or, uh, or, um, Whitaker just has these massive goggles. <laughs> That'd be such a great image. See, I wanted, to, I wanted to go even further. I wanted to be like the freaking ones that, um, Mole, whatever his name is, wears in Atlantis, The Lost Empire. It's just this big series of, of lenses. Everyone tick off on your bingo card, the Atlantis, the Last Empire, the Lost Empire uh, reference for this episode. I think that's the third time it's been mentioned in the history of the show. No. One I... per year. No more till next June. Um, so, <laughs> uh, uh, let's talk about the composer. Have you had a little listen to his work on SoundCloud? Yeah, mostly quite a lot sound uh, his stuff from Expedition Volcano. Mm. Sounds pretty interesting. Nicely, nicely orchestrated. But cerebral. Yes. Which is nice. It should be nice to have some new music because that's what we were mm. talking about before the podcast. Paul Murray Gold has yeah. been... They've wrung everything out of him. Yeah. Because when was the last time he, there was an actual new theme in that show? Very true. Well, it it seems like... Murray Gold was the composer for Doctor Who from 2005 to 2000... What year are we in? To 18? 2017. But it was very obvious throughout a lot of Capaldi's era that he hadn't been commissioned to write new pieces for the show. Yeah, because it was just recycling old stuff. like, Smith's last series onwards. So occasionally there'd be new themes, but... And there must have been enough new stuff for the Series 8 and 9 soundtracks that have been, like, posthumously released to, to you know, validate being their own soundtracks instead of a combo. Um, but it's... Yeah, I mean, if you if you took a drink every time you heard "I Am the Doctor" being reused throughout Capaldi's era, even though it's a Smith theme, um, you'd be dead by Into the Dalek. It's a good drinking game. I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna use that when I get to the new series on my uh, your big old marathon on my, on my Plex when I'm as I'm making my Plex server. Your Plex server is beautiful. I'm watching Marco Polo at the moment. I'm actually holding a loose cannon recon of Marco Polo. All seven eps? Yeah. What's it like? Very boring. Oh. It's just like, it's not like, it's, it's not a bad story. It's just, it's long. Yeah, man. that is a big curse. And there's no emotion because it's all like. When you think about how unwell Hartnell got and how busy the actors felt and like Caroline Ford left because she felt like she was yeah. trapped in a job for over a year and everything. Because they used and, to and then, and then crank you... that shit out. Oh, they didn't, yeah, they, they didn't have holidays really. They had to find them in yeah. little gaps. That's why Hartnell disappears for two episodes the Keys of Mariners because yeah. he just had a week and a half There's off. 40 episodes in that first season. Yeah, and that's... Well, look, Lou and I have been boxing it recently and, and you do get the sense of some stories that, yeah, this this could have easily been a couple of episodes short and you could yeah. have given everybody a few weeks of holiday. But it was a it was also an economic thing, I imagine, because you had to reuse the sets. And, mind you, that being said... What, some of the sets are grand. Though. What you short one, The set at the end of The Rescue... Um, do you remember the rescue of the first movie? I've not Vicky? seen it for so long. So it's Kikillian and, and uh, I remember v- v- Vicky and Bennett are on that crash ship and he's injured. Kikillian, and... who looks like a man in a suit because he is a man in a suit. Turns out he's a man really in a suit. Good. Yeah, but it's a great suit. Really it's good. a great suit, yeah. but it's obviously a suit. Yeah, it's um, really good. 
but uh, and, then, and, then, and then the creature I can't remember she nicknamed it but that creature that, that uh, it, looks, it looks ominous and creepy yeah, yeah, yeah. and then they show you the wide shot of it and it's clearly a dude in like a sleeping bag <laughs> costume on his arms shoots it yeah, just put it, she's like murked by Barbara that. boom murked by Barbara it's freaking great Barbara's very good but the doctor in that follows the trail in Bennett's quarters down to basically the hidden like temple of what the society of what the society used to use for like their meetings and their rituals yeah and it's this big, grand, gorgeous set. Like, they've obviously used the whole studio to make this thing. It's beautiful. It's in one three-minute scene yeah. in a two-part story. And it's like, wow. And yet, <laughs> let's spend... Yeah. <laughs> fucking... Yeah. And yet, let's spend... How many fucking episodes of Sense Rights? Let's spend six, six episodes, episodes walking around a ship for two... And yeah. then just a bunch of white-ish I, rooms. I, I'm not looking forward to Sensorites because I've not seen it. No, 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 no. After I've episode heard, one. Episode one is great. I've heard I've got some real fucking chugs to come. Like, I've got, a, yeah. I've got Sensorites. I've got... Apparently Space Museum is pretty fucking turgid as well. Again, one where it's a great idea and it just takes too long. Yeah. I, f- I feel like that with The Chase until it starts to get um, schizophrenic. Yeah, I've heard That's when I enjoy it, when it's just yeah. like, oh, we're here now, now we're here, now we're here. Wait, Dracula? Um, yeah. the, chase is, the Chase is madcap, but it does take a while. Um, Lou thought Dark Invasion was boring this week. I, I, it's probably a bit too Until long. the last episode, then she really dug it. I but think... The early Dalek stories don't have the luxury that later Dalek stories do, which is by... They hadn't realised at that point that giving scenes to just Daleks, having dialogue between one another, yeah. is the worst thing yeah. you can do. Yeah, it's not a good idea. Because it's so boring. You only do it when you absolutely have... But Terry Nation also... don't think he's as good a writer as people give him credit Terry for. Nation wrote the same story 18 times. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's pretty much it. I think Ter- Terry Nation's <laughs> only, like... I think he's only fondly remembered because he created the Daleks. I don't yeah. think he's a particularly good writer. Prolific. Mm, absolutely. Prolific. And and influential in terms of what he left behind. But I don't think he was particularly good. Like J.K. Rowling. I don't like J.K. Rowling's prose. Ah, I like her stories. I, I love like her, her stories. I yeah. don't like her prose. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I, I find myself disengaged. I found myself, even as a teen, disengaging from the books and had to resort to the audiobooks because Stephen Fry made me really listen along yeah, yeah. Um, and in America like the audiobooks sold in America it was Jim Dale was the reader for the audiobooks uh, what a weird thought it's like oh we can't have the British ones let's hire a British guy to read them it's like hang on <laughs> carry on Potter uh, anyway so uh, Jim Dale was a member of the carry on cast for the listeners too young to understand yes, that reference yes, yes. It was, uh, just, it. if you want to see him um, featured he's the lead in carry on cowboy uh, he's, he's one of the leads in carry on screaming William Hartnell was in a carry on film wasn't he, he was, was John Pertwee's in carry on screaming yes yeah. <laughs> he's the man that, yes <laughs> yes it's very good I think well, Hartnell's in one of the early military ones uh, carry on sergeant sergeant I think yeah, yeah. He, was, he did a lot of military stuff didn't he yeah military and tough guy bits and bobs <laughs> Um, have we just reluctantly talked about Doctor Who with a level of enthusiasm hey I didn't say I wasn't enthusiastic about it <laughs> I'm just reluctant to talk about it once I start talking about it I can talk about it for a long time well um, but let's talk about something else yeah let's uh, let's, uh, let's 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 talk about another oh yeah so let's talk about another thing that uh... <laughs> oh god so Doctor Who Doctor Who. Snippet this week released in a state that is not final, but, you know, like, people get a sense. However, there are people who are rallying against Series 11 Doctor Who already, because they're like, Doctor shouldn't be a woman for... Ian Levine. 
Oh god, Ian Levine's reaction is hilarious. Such a dick. He's just oh for Christ's sake. No one cares, Ian. Ian, get Ian, back in your hole. Ian, thank you for finding some episodes. That is genuinely brilliant, and we're very grateful for the fact you did. Oh, I heard, Apart I from that, fuck off. On, that, on, on, on a brief side note, I did come across a rumor that there's a, there's a few. There's a couple of episodes in the hands of private collectors in Cyprus. I wouldn't be surprised. Which may, which apparently they're working on getting them returned. I wouldn't be surprised. So that means that they're either holding them ransom for large sums of money, or it's like someone old as balls who they're just having trouble trying to get in hot, get in touch with. Why not both? Send (laughs) send an operative out there. Uh, Send Ian Levine. Send Ian Levine. Oh God! <laughs> but then, but then, don't just get, buy him a one-way ticket. Don't get me a return ticket, but make sure he's not in Paphos because I would like to holiday there again. I don't want to bump into Ian Levine in the Rose Pub. Anyway. Can you imagine? <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh God! But um, so Ian Levine's railed against it, and some people have obviously just immediately gone like, "Oh, I don't care." There's something. There've been some really horrible, um, subtle, subtly racist backlashes to the announcing of the new composer. People going, "Oh, the BBC being progressive and PC are this yeah. like what by hiring a brilliant composer? Yeah, yeah. Why would you say that? Why would you say? Can, that? I, can I ask you why you would say that? You don't want to elaborate. Oh, I wonder okay, why okay. you fucking racist. Yeah. Um, but the, Doctor Who fans, it turns out, there is a very poisonous, loud sect of them. Yeah, the same people who bought Doctor in Distress. Yeah. <laughs> Ian Levine bought and, 12 copies. And as the weeks go by, we are learning more and more <laughs> about different fandoms that are full of uh, poisonous, sort of, like, unnecessarily nasty or horrible... And recently, Star Wars came under the spotlight for this because there were so many fans bullying... Kelly Marie Tram, the actress who played yeah. Rose Tico in The Last Jedi, because they didn't like The Last Jedi and they didn't like Rose and they decided it was her fault and they bullied her and harassed her and insulted her and she sort of quietly left her social medias and then people noticed and it was like, oh my god, has she been bullied away? People like John Boyega have sort of fought back against trolls, Mark Hamill's been doing it quite a lot, um, Ryan Johnson's been doing it quite a bit and here's the thing, I don't like The Last Jedi. Go back and listen to our Last Jedi episode. Matt absolutely adored it. I really didn't like it at all. I however, like however, however, I would not blame my dis- my unenjoyment of it on one actor. I would not blame it on Ryan Johnson necessarily. Like, I've got problems with what he did, but I wouldn't say, you ruined the movie. I'd just be like, oh, it wasn't for me. I didn't enjoy the film, and that's that's how it is. Yeah, there are people who are so adamant that the movie is wrong and terrible and bad, and has ruined their childhood, has ruined Star Wars. You know that feeling that they're clinging onto from when they were kids watching the originals. Yeah. So it's not something that can be ruined. It's just uh, um, that they've decided to remake the Last Jedi. Well, someone uh. started a. Pe- Started a crowdfunding campaign yeah. to get $200 million. The projected budget. $200 million. $200 million, the projected budget of a Last Jedi remake. Yeah, because, you know. Uh, because Disney are going to let them do that. Ugh. If they go to Disney with $200 million and say, yo, here's all the money, let us remake The Last Jedi, Disney are just going to go, yeah, sure. So why it, not? Is that their plan to go to um, Disney and go, look, we've got the money. They're going to have to. You have to make it now. 
that's their plan. It's not their plan to just remake it themselves. They can't just remake it themselves. Unless they did it as a fan project. Well, no, because they want Because to... if they do it as a fan project, then they can put it up online for free. No, but they want to bring Mark Hamill back. <laughs> oh my, right, do you know they what? Don't want, they, don't want to do, they don't want to do their version of The Last Jedi. They want to go to Disney and say, here's what you should have done. Do it this way. Do you know what? I inevitably what's going to happen is they're going to get in touch with Disney and Disney are going to go <laughs> as politely as they can. <laughs> no, go away. And then they're going to have to return all the crowdfunding money because the project isn't made unless to make sure that they use that money, they just make their own fan film with it and they change the title to fan film and it'd be a here's Star Wars going forward. For everybody who hated Last Jedi, here's the proper ones going forward. They're going to be free because you made them, you funded them, mm. and we're going to cast them. And I want Mark Hamill to accept a role in it, but I want him to refuse to play Luke Skywalker. I want to just, I want to just spend, him, spend his entire role in it just flipping the bird. Yeah, I want, yeah, it, I want, I want him to be like, I'll play. Because one of the big things... I'll be in it, and they'll be like, oh my god, we've got, we said yes, we're definitely putting him in it. Absolutely, Mark, anything. If you'll be in it, anything. What do you want to play? And I want him to be like, I want to play that thing that lactates and I want you to suck my titty milk <laughs> and I want you to fucking enjoy it Papa. you better smile when you wipe it out of your beard Papa needs this um, <laughs> I don't know oh, how God. they're planning on remaking The Last Jedi without Carrie Fisher uh, I think it was uh, very true well I think unless of course again they, they just turn it into a here's the fan interpretation of The Last Jedi here's what we would have wanted and it's a fan funded thing and new actors are playing the roles and la 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 it ceases to be The Last Jedi then doesn't it it does and it's entirely pointless and yet that'll make them satisfied because here's the thing crowdfunding campaigns you have to spend the money you have to prove that you've spent the money yeah. or that you made the attempt to do it correctly and that money has been spent on something legitimate. For example, to go back to um, our old friend's channel, Not So Awesome. Oh yeah, those um, They, a few years back, took $90,000 in crowdfunding to create a game show, a video game-centric show and a comic book-centric show. Um, they released the pilot of the game show and it was terrible. I think it was yeah. clearly like not... Like, obviously, it wouldn't be 90 grand spent on the one episode, but the promise was 40 episodes of the game show like 20 episodes of the video game show and like 50 episodes of the comic book show from 90 grand which is reasonable like because it's in terms of getting guests in and flying them out and budgets for the set and for the building that they're renting like that is pretty reasonable and also quite small budget for that however the pilot for the game show was clearly cheap as balls and terrible so they did it again and then eventually they released like six episodes based on the style of the second pilot and it was uh, the comic book show became a thing, Awesome Comics, which didn't require a weekly budget. It had like yeah. the same people in it, and that eventually happened. The video game show never materialised, but it's believed the only reason they released like six, seven episodes of the game show and or made them and released them was because uh, Indiegogo or whoever it was began to investigate because they were like, "Where's this? It's been like two years. What's yeah. going on?" Yeah, yeah. So they released enough stuff to justify, as far as the crowdfunding campaign, as uh, crowdfunding site was concerned. You have been spending the money. And you have been producing something. Yeah. Now, a big part of that is the projects don't necessarily have to succeed. No. And you can make it when people fund that they can't get a refund if the project does not succeed. You can make that part of the contract. This is why you and should always read the small print when you donate to a company campaign. the products even make it to market and still don't <laughs> succeed. Might you yeah. know, nine. <laughs> yeah, oh Christ! <laughs> but like, that's how it happens. Like, I I put money toward the Joker Blog season two when they did a oh, yeah, for yeah, that. Yeah. I put uh, thirty English pounds in towards it to help, to help toward the series. GDP. And the plan was for it to fund series two, 
And as a thank you, anyone who donated over like 25 quid UK equivalent you should have done 2501 um, got the series on the first series edited as to into one thing as a dvd mm. edited as, as edited into a movie so it's like a three and a half hour film so it's edited and rearranged a certain way uh series one on dvd and as a download mm. and two months after i donated i got the joker blogs on dvd it's over there with all my dc animated stuff and a download copy, which went on my iTunes, which I'm going to have to resource because my freaking computer went down. But like Yay! that went out, went into my iTunes and I had a copy of it on my iPod. It's like, that is great. That is worth it. That's brilliant. And that was a freebie. But when you look at it as the money exchange, hmm. it's like, oh, cool. I got a thing that probably would cost them about like, you know, 15 bucks to produce. 15 bucks, little man. You know, they put that shit in my hand and, and the money did show. And they didn't owe me, owe me. You do owe oh. me, owe me, owe. Well, no, because they gave me the thing. They gave me the perk. But um, and again, like they gave the perk out for free as a thank you for the donation because they don't own Joker and the Nolanverse and everything. Yeah. But there you go. And Warner Brothers gave them a thumbs up that it was cool to do. The budget that they, the stuff that they did make, did go towards series two. Series two still hasn't finished. It's like two episodes from finishing. Last year they came back. Massive apologies for the delays because they all just have different lives. It's something they're doing in their spare time. In fact, some of them went to heaven. That was one of them just then. Um, ascending some with the hair. Shut up, tablet. And, uh, stop popping. Dling. Stop popping and locking. But they're still making it and it'll eventually come out. But in the terms, it did say, and I remember reading, the eventuality, in the eventuality of the complete second series not being released, mm-hmm. um, you can't ask for a refund. And it even said, like, personal message was, like, recommending. So if you, if on that, if the basis of that you would like to donate less, press cancel and reset the amount you're going to donate. You know, they made it clear that, like, yeah. this is just going to... So it wasn't, there wasn't... You're taking a risk when you make that kind of investment because, of course, they could then just not make it and yeah. they've taken all your money. But we knew they were going to make it because they put up a bunch of stuff showing, like, they'd already written in second, the second series and it was cast and this and the other. And it was like, okay, I'm going to put my faith in them. And I did. And we've had eight amazing episodes of series two. Just we still have the final two, but whatever. Um, that's, so this is how crowdfunding works. These guys, for, for example, the Last Jedi remake folk, if they got $200 million, they would have to either produce something to prove that the donations went somewhere legitimate or yep. give it all back. Apparently, oh, they're already at 150 million. <laughs> oh god, who is donating to this shit? And why aren't they donating to something worthwhile? Like, I don't know, some efforts to stop the separation of parents and children at the U.S.-Mexico border, or something you know, fucking important like that. No, they're or a bringing... remake of Attack of the Clones. <laughs> <laughs> they're no, they're pouring money into the effort to remake Disney and. Disney don't give a shit if you like The Last Jedi or not. You know why? Because they got your fucking money. Mm. <laughs> like, everyone went to see that movie three times, whether they re- liked it or not. Do you really think the Lucasfilm branch is going to stop working on episode nine to go, you're right, let's remake yeah. episode eight? Yeah, it's not going to no, happen. No, no one cares. It's not going to happen. No one at fa- Disney cares mm. about you whinging because Luke Skywalker didn't do all the cool stuff that you wanted to do. That's a big part of this, by the way. A huge yeah. part of this yeah. is like, oh, Luke Skywalker, it, it, it didn't um, do justice to the legacy of Luke Skywalker. Even Mark Hamill didn't like it. Mark Hamill has been quite public about saying that he didn't agree with the direction that Luke went in, but he still did the movie, and presumably he's still proud of it. Yeah, because he knew that he knew the story that they wanted to tell, yeah. and he and he, as an actor, was like, "Right, I'm going to embody this story yeah. and, and do it." So what he would have done, but it's what happened. Yeah. Um. Again, like me, 
I didn't like the story. I didn't like the direction they took him. Not because I want him to be a badass like Uber hero, but just because I my problem came from like the the way that they told the whole fall of everything with Kylo and the visions yeah. of him being. But I felt like it was underplayed, and I didn't believe it. Yeah. I, I didn't believe he would go that far. However. I wouldn't fucking remake the entire movie well, just to change that. But a lot, and a lot of it stuff That's just like, how they told it. It didn't sit with me. That's fine. And a lot of it's stuff like, <laughs> oh, how is this... Uh, there was a tweet going around this business we were doing the rounds today. Oh, that, God. That fucking... <laughs> encapsulates all encapsulates of the bullshit. Encapsulates so much of the bullshit. <laughs> and it's... Um, I've got to try and find it. It's basically someone... People don't like Vice Admiral Holdo. Oh my god! Right, so this is Laura Dern's character. Really, yeah, again, I, really again, don't again, like I kind of get the though. I get the criticism of the character motivation I in the see, movie. I see like that, that's that's where my criticism comes. Her character motivations where I have a problem. I'm but like, no. yeah, why keep it secret from Poe? I know it's for him to learn a lesson in the structure of this family movie where like it's yeah. about things not being what you expect them to be. Yeah, but at the same time, from an adult point of view, I'm like, maybe she should have given him a hint yeah. as to what her plan was. That's my criticism. These guys tend to be more like. Well, she's purple-haired because she's, it's a direct reference to Zoe Queen pink. because they're taking sides in Gamergate yes. and it's an SJW. Yes. Yeah, it's so oh, weird. Oh, she's like, I think the... I can't find the exact tweet. But well, hang on, is it... Right, I think I know which one you're talking about. It's so, some, it, someone said, take one look at this woman. Yeah. And it's a picture of Admiral Holdo in her, you know, her grey gown and her purple hair and everything. And you tell me if you believe she'd be the general of anything no let alone a rebel fleet something like that the, the admiral of an the army admiral of an army oh here it is it's, yeah it's and, from, oh yeah it's, it's, it's the one i've seen with the retweet Gal, amazon yeah. amazon heroicon uh, i have a question about star wars the last jedi seriously do you believe this purple haired woman wearing prom dress can become an admiral of an army in any universe and then uh <laughs> this is movie it, bob it, going movie bob someone we absolutely love has replied with one of the other admirals is a fish. <laughs> it's just like, but it's it's it's, it's criticisms like that. Like, I get that people don't buy some of the character motivations yeah. and things like that. Yeah, that, that's but yeah. valid criticism is not this woman has pink has has purple hair oh, and a no. dress. Why is she an admiral? <laughs> like that's that's not. The, would these same people who make that as a as an attempt at legitimate criticism criticism would these same people say that Mon Mothma's ridiculous because she's walking around in a in like a pearled white gown? Oh, well, she's a politician. She's not. a... And also, <laughs> it, she was in the Return of the Jedi, so she, of course it's, it's all perfect. Oh, God. It's like no, you're not gonna fucking remake the Last Jedi. You're not gonna be able to do it. Mm. I don't understand why you would give money to this endeavor that is clearly not gonna happen. And why, you, if you cared about something that much, put that money towards something that, you know, is actually going to change. Towards some injustice in this world. Because there's plenty of that shit that needs sorting out. Again, not like remaking The Last Jedi, whether you liked it or not. Again, I believe it was Movie Bob. He said, do you know what? If you guys are going to get $200 million together to make a movie, do it. Make an original movie. An original movie that ticks the boxes that you're enjoying. Don't make a Star Wars film. Make an original movie with this crowdfunding thing. Do it. Hire a proper studio to work with you. Pitch a proper thing to a studio and be like, we have the budget, you've just got to distribute it. Make a film. Yeah. You might create something new. It'll have come from a place of really sort of petty, like, squabbling. But it might be great. And people might enjoy it. Make something new. Mm. Don't fucking 
oh, it's so dumb. It's so. I mean, that's not even mm. that's not even looking at that money could go toward better, more significant things, especially within America, because so much of this is American. Yeah, and like it's oh god, it's really not the problem we need to be putting money towards right now. Oh god, if you have the money to put towards something like this, towards you know crowdfunding to solve the problem, this is not the one. Um, do you know what we should never suggest to these people? What? To spend the money on buying as many copies of The Last Jedi as possible on DVD and then making it into the wall across the Mexican border. Because they'll probably get behind that. Hmm. And, we'll then show free, and then it's a free copy of The Last Jedi for anyone living near the border. We'll show Disney. And then it gives, also it gives Disney the ability to re-up their bid again when Comcast yeah. re-ups their bid again. Yeah, Fox. oh God. I just want this to be over. I want, Fo- the- I want Fox to go, did you know what? We're keeping our shit. And they just keep it. No, because Murdoch wants to sell it off. Oh, he does, doesn't he? It's Murdoch. He wants to get rid of it. Is he near his deathbed yet? He's never going to die. He's not old at all. He's fucking... He's going to... He's going to uh, transform I'm the himself. personification of pure evil on this planet and I'm not he's, going anywhere. He's going to insert himself into progressively younger bodies. And I don't mean in like oh. a Me Too kind of way. I mean in like a... Like an angel tortured sex alien kind oh, of way. Man. There, was another, there was another awful Me Too story came out again this week with... Um, a woman who started a Twitter account called I was 17, he was 36. Yeah. To remain anonymous so she could tell the story of how Maynard James Keenan from Tool and A Perfect Circle oh. uh, raped her when she was 17 and at one of his gigs. Oh, fuck. So, yeah. How did it Fucking... eventually get out? Did people piece things together or... No, no. Uh, did no, she just it, like, apparently, oh, I'm just going to say... Oh, she, she came out and told this story anonymously with this, with this new account that she'd made. And then a oh, right. Of, so yeah. she like straight up discussed... And then, and then a bunch yeah. of people are like, yeah, that sounds like exactly the kind of thing that he would do based on things that we've heard and other people coming out. Yes, I have also experienced oh, this. Fuck. Um, so, God fuck that guy. Um, anyway, that's a bit heavy. Let's talk about predators. Oh, that's more fun and light. <laughs> that was a terrible. That that's so a terrible sorry. segue. That was awful and tasteless. No, do you know what? Um, I think it was a good segue, but it was an. After the watershed segue. Was, it was awful and tasteless and crass, and I apologise. But speaking cool. of awful, tasteless and crass... There is a new Predator trailer. The Predator... I, I, I kid. It, the looks, Predator. it looks good. Red Band trailer. Looks pretty fun. Yeah. Boyd Holbrook's having a good, good time, by the looks of it. Well, we touched on it last week, that, that a version of this had come out, because I'd seen a lot of these shots before, but yeah. I, I think it was Green Band, now the Red Band trailer. Second full trailer for The Predator is Blood, out. Go, Motherfuckers. Pussy jokes. Yeah. Are back in abundance. Keegan Michael Key is inheriting Shane Black's pussy joke. Um, is that Keegan Michael Key in the trailer? Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Did you not know? Because when I first I heard, have the, no idea what when I first heard that, I was like, like, when I first heard that, I was like, why is a comedy man in this movie? That seems comedy, a bit comedy odd. Man. But it's obviously because he, comedy they're, doing the, shit, they're doing the Shane Black thing from the original Predator of one of these characters is going to be weirdly hilarious. Yeah, because if you don't know... <laughs> this is a movie written and directed by Shane Black. Yeah. Which you can definitely tell by the dialogue. The guy whose pussy is as big as a house uh, from the original. Um, not his mm. pussy. His wife's pussy. Mm. I just said that word more than I've ever said it in, yeah, in one week. Yeah, don't say that word ever again. It's not. It's a gross word. I say pudding. 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 I'm going to talk about his wife's pudding. I'd say, geez, you got a big pudding. Geez, you got a big pudding. She said, why say it twice? And I say, I didn't. Um... Um, (laughs) that's me zooming in and listening yes Uh, so The Predator is a oh because Keegan-Michael Key was sort of misquoted for a headline this week Uh, uh, one of the websites whatever was saying uh, Keegan-Michael Key 
the Predator is not a sequel. But when you read his comments, what he's saying is it's not a follow-on. Yeah. It, it is a sequel. It is a sequel. It's clearly a sequel. But it's not like a directly following on from Predator 1 or Predator 2. Because I will... But it definitely takes place in that universe because Jake Buse is in it playing the son of Gary Buse's character. I believe so. Yeah. Because uh, I was sure I've read say that, that this week. If, he, if that's not happening... It's the biggest missed opportunity. Considering how freaking similar the they Jedi look and sound, <laughs> the older he gets, <laughs> last Jedi now. But yeah, so it's um, it's I yeah right. So my beef, the cons of this new trailer, Decepticons. Is it a Transformers crossover? Cross the Transformers mention of the bingo card. That would be cool. <laughs> There'll be at least five other mentions of it before the podcast is through, I imagine. Yes. Uh, each one uh, will get you closer to uh, bingo. And uh, if you get a six mention, you get a free drink. Go to the bar <laughs> to claim it uh, after the game. So, <laughs> um, what's your uh, beef? My beef is it's this trailer and the last one of Jurassic World in the movie for me. Yeah. I can tell the plot of the whole film aside from the specifics from these trailers right let's get it on tape now okay. so to speak because we were obviously recording a reel to reel um, let's get it on on record now tell me what you think the plot of the Predator is in as much detail as you can and when in the movie comes out and we review it we will come back to this so there's a separate research team spinning off from a knowledge gained from the first two films yeah. who have dealt with and probably encountered this stuff before yeah uh Stuff from the research facility that's looking into this gets taken home by one of the people and a kid plays with a bit of the nonsense. Go on. That sets off a homing signal and a predator ship hones in on that area to uh, find the lost tech and retrieve it. Yes. A team have to deal with him. This includes Boyd Holbrook's character. He's a more recent addition to this We've Encountered This Ship people. And then they get carried off to the facility to keep them quiet because the government facilities where I think they're going to leak the information. Hence the bus full of people being taken away. Meanwhile, the predator that has arrived and that they've dealt with and does a bit of recon and predator shit around the town gets captured by the government lot. They DNA sample the fuck out of it to finish something they themselves have been making which is probably a predator deterrent. It's probably a version of one of these creatures. A predator using yeah, but using what they found before in the aims of creating spoiler the ultimate soldier. Um, and the final act of the movie is that predator trying to finish its business, get its shit, and leave. And this thing going haywire and killing anyone and everyone, and it results in a predator on predator fight at the end of the movie. I don't know. I, I feel like military applications. Blah blah blah. I feel like from the dialogue in the... And the people who, who have been uh, locked up previously will be the ragtag group that actually deal with it in this situation. See, from the dialogue in the trailer, I feel like the, the big predator is a is a predator creation, not a human creation. See, I'm not so sure. And I shall tell you for why, good sir. Tell me for how and tell me for why. Um, We've done that. We talked about this last week. We've done it. Predators featured like the higher up sort of a chain like the new breed of them which were bigger and stronger fuckers from the original planet itself. I don't know if they were the, the bigger, new the, breed they were, they were, they were well, different they were bigger grey and like, yeah, sort yeah. of um, brown buggers and they're covered in scales and like red markings and, and they had long bloody heads and everything and I, I think subtly this is so it's an earth creation that will lead eventually to that stuff in the future in the time of predators because predators happens uh, I believe after the Predator timeline-wise, I think Predators happens in like twenty thirty something like that. 
What makes you say that? I can't recall. I'm sure I read this week that they said this one takes place between two and three. Because it seems like everything in Predators is contemporary. <clears> that's true, out. but they also don't specify, like, uh, when they talk about, like, coups and, and stuff that the assassins have been linked to, they don't talk about modern day political groups or things that's like that. They sort of keep it vague. Um, it could be that this movie takes place in the late 90s, early 2000s, and Predators takes place in the late 2000s. If this is a period piece, a recent period piece, mm. I am so down for that shit. Oh, I'd be down for that shit. I'd be so down I for that shit. I fucking love, like, <laughs> things that take place within the last 20 years. Yeah. Well, what do they call it? They call it the... It's like a cycle. The cycle of nostalgia. Cycle of nostalgia. Not so much it, that. It's like... Oh, no, no. But, but, but stuff, from, stuff from when we were younger... Yeah. Is fun to revisit because we have vague memories of it because yeah. we only got the childlike version of it all, like the child's perspective of that world. Yeah. So to see that world in a grown-up context is always really cool. Yeah. Um, which is why I'm really looking forward to Captain Marvel because I'm like, oh my god, I was a child in the nineties. I can't Marvel. wait to see what the nineties looked like from adults. Only nineties kids will remember this superhero who fought the scrolls. Um. If that's not something in Spider-Man Far From Home, I'll be so upset. Like, someone just briefly looks at a BuzzFeed article that says, Only you know, you're a nice kid if you remember the Skrull invasion. <laughs> that, oh, come so on, that's good. a good... Marvel, hire us. Just for that line. Just pay us, like, Listen, 50 quid. I will write you a Pace Pop Pete movie. <laughs> I will do it. Netflix original. Pop oh, Pete. my God, a Netflix original set in the MCU. It's a one-off film. It's 18 certificate, and it's the story of Pace Pop Pete, Pace Pop Pete. trying to make his mark as a supervillain in a much more violent world than he was expecting. Yeah. He's a classic fish out of water in a world he never made. <laughs> oh, no, that's how Howard Duck movie. Um, no, 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 he's, he's, a, he's a fish out of water in a world he's grown accustomed to. Hey! Um, uh, that, was the, that was the tagline for the original Howard the Duck series. Trapped in a world you never made. Ah, that's pretty cool. Yes. Um, I so, but apart from apart from me thinking I know the story and check back in four months' time, kids. Um, I like the look of the I like the look of the visuals. I like the dark tone where you can still I, see shit. AVP it, Requiem. Is it just me, or is the normal looking predator practical? Yes, that looks like a dude in a fucking yes. suit. In fact, let me while you're talking, Necker Necker unfortunately sort of spoiled it a bit this week by releasing. Images of the toy of the ul- the ultimate version of the See, predator you from the say film. It's unfortunate. I say it's foreplay. Well, I, I, it's unfortunate only in the sense that we now know what it looks like top to bottom in full lighting. Um, but considering you like that sort of shit, you kinky devil, here he is. Here's your boy. Oh, so yeah, like he's got gold stuff in his what's it? He's less on the arm. Oh, he's more on the armor, but less on the body coverings. Yeah. He's got blades yeah. on both arms, so he's not not a detonator in sight. He's got dual gauntlets. <laughs> uh, the mask's nice. I do like the, the mask. The mask is nice. Uh, you get a lot of shots of that in this trailer. And here's what he looks like in the second half oh, of the movie. Presumably yeah. when he's breaking out of the uh, place they've kept him. So he's all bare-armed and he's a bit scrawny. Yeah, so it's a, it's a cool-looking Predator. It's, got, it's very AVP. In terms of the face, do we know who's playing the predator? I'm not sure. I don't. I don't think it'd be is it Ian White who played him in the AVP films. I don't think it'd be him because um, you know it's been like ten odd years. It might be a bit knackering for him to do yeah. that stuff. But but do you know what I mean? It's got like the bigger chin of the mm. uh, of, like the AVP one. It's got more of a hero look to its face. Because in AVP they designed them to be more. They designed the predators specifically the main one, which I think was called Scar in the script. 
they design him more like a superhero, they said. Like, when you look at the design books, yeah. he's got a triangular sort of torso, like, he's got big, broad shoulders and a wide chest, and he's got a big, like, Superman chin. Mm. And the reason they did that, and he's less scarred compared to the others, the reason they did that is so that at the end you would buy that the two of them, like, he and What's-Her-Face team up at the end. You'd buy, okay, he's a good guy. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, they just made him look more generically like a hero. Like yeah. a superhero physique. Yeah, yeah. Um, whereas this guy's a lot more wiry. Um, like a lot more scrawny and scrappy looking. Uh, but he's got the big old chin. I can't see anyone credited as a predator. He's also got IMDb. a very tiny shoulder cannon on his right shoulder. I can, however, see that on IMDb, Jake Boucher is credited as Sean Keyes, which would place him as at least having the same surname. As, as uh, um, yeah, music! Gary Busey from Predator 2. What's the best thing about Predator 2, Matt? Is it the film? Or is it the special features? It's the special features where you can just watch Gary Busey be fucking crazy. <laughs> that guy is unhinged. Um, yeah. We need to do a Predator episode before the movie comes out. Yeah. It's out in September. Yeah. So yeah, we need to. Let us do a Predator franchise. Let us do a Predator. What? What's back there? an excuse for me to finally crack my Predator trilogy Blu ray set. Do you have the big wide one or is yours the, the Mine's slimmer? The single case oh, one. you beauty. Yeah, Mine's that really ugly big silver one that's, oh. got the, that's got side profile of one of the bigger Predator's masks on the front, and it's like, that looks like nothing I associate with these movies. What is going on? Yeah. It's really weird. Yeah. I have got. It's better than the original DVD release, which just has its face on the front cover, and you're like, Mm. Great. Just ruin one of the best parts of the film. Like, there's his I, face I, on the front. See, you keep saying this, but I, th- I think people know what Predators oh, look like now, just absolutely. from cultural uh, Fair so enough. So why wouldn't you put that on the front of the Blu-ray? Because in the movie... Well, this was on the DVD release in 2003 for Predator. Yeah, the 2D that's... special edition. But, again... Part of the joy of that movie is that nice little reveal at the end of, oh god, like that's what it looks yeah, like. This, this, this is this just is keep his mask on like, on the cover. Nowadays, fair enough, but people like, know what it. Lo- Two thousand three, people knew what a predator looked like. Ah, without but, its mask. But on. they hadn't watched it since they bought the VHS in the early nineties uh, and forgotten about it. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> um, Besides, that moment is beautiful. That's the best moment out of all the movies. It's the, it just takes its mask off as it's de- as it's disrobing all of its weapons, ready for a fisticuff fight with Arnie, and he just goes, "You're one." Ugly motherfucker, and it just roars. You just spied that moment for everyone, Christopher. Yeah, I did. How dare I'm you. as bad as the DVD cover. Um, <laughs> a little brief one before we move on to another topic. Oh, um, do apparently briefs. Kevin Feige's been out, been out. Um, he's been out about this. Congratulations! Week saying um, yes, we are bringing more LGBTQ characters to the Marvel movies, including some characters you've already know. They just haven't established the sexuality, established the sexuality yet. Um, you will be seeing it in future movies, so we are we are working on it. In terms of all right, I, I I mean this is really crass to speculate like who's gay, who's straight, and everything. But out of our main cast members, in terms of our big players in the MCU, who could it be? I mean, we know what Cap's sexual orientation is. We know Valkyrie's uh, bi. Valkyrie's bi. Um, Thor's probably bi. Probably. I mean, you know, the sort of the the the, the slight Vikingy tie-in with the Asgardian stuff. Everybody's just you know pillaging and what's it? Make it a bit more Grecian and and everybody's feeling up everybody and yeah, yeah. Um, Stark's straight as an arrow. Yeah. Um, Banner is 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 straight from what we know. Like yeah. you know, Betty and and Tasha. Natasha. 
Natasha could be any which way, but she doesn't really form that kind of relationships until she meets Bruce. Are, you, are there any characters you reckon Clint could be... is married to a wife and has children? So, Wong 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 could be gay. Wong could be gay. Um, I'm thinking of, of like not just bi characters. Cause I think bi is a bit of a cop out. They sort of they sort of establish everybody. Not, not to say that bi is no, no, a no. cop out, but it, it, making a character they're bisexual. Not, not is kind of, that. Yeah, uh, they. Um, <laughs> what kind of words? I know, right? Um, um, but yeah, I feel like making a character saying, "Oh, yeah. this character's bi," is just kind of. Well, yeah, but that you only still have to only represent them one way. You can just say that they're bi. Yeah. Whereas yeah. if you're saying, "Okay, mm. this character is gay," then you then you are specifically going against. The um, established established canon sort of yeah. So doing that for someone like Wong or shit, even Captain Marvel, yeah, making making Carol lesbian or something like that, I think would be a pretty ballsy. It would also keep Carol fucking far away from some of the unnecessarily weird shit they've done with that character's romantic life in the comics. Um, Um, Maria, it would also change the nature of her relationship to the original Marvel. Yeah, it's probably something a bit more. Interesting than just oh hey this is a dude alien dude I'm in love with mm. um, uh, Nick Fury Nick Fury Can Nick, or, or... after Avengers four Nick Fury settles down with his as previously not seen boyfriend on a fucking tropical island they or, leave the rest um, of the world alone or Maria Hill for that matter Maria Hill yeah yeah uh, Rhodey possibly Rhodey yeah. yeah there is that moment in Age of Ultron though where he's trying to impress those women with his war story with his superhero yeah, stories suppose, which implies yeah. that he's probably at least interested in women yeah Sam um, like we've seen Sam, we've seen Sam sort of give like a mm, look at Natasha at the start yeah. of Winter Soldier but it could yeah. also be to the fact that she was driving a fucking delicious car as well yeah. it could just be the overall image of that's a sexy lady in or an just, amazing car or just, she's, taking Captain America somewhere she's damn this is awesome stylish as shit um, Bucky <laughs> Bucky don't, listen, everyone... He's everyone, out of his conditioning, and now he's coming out. Everyone wants Bucky and Cap to be a thing. I don't think I don't think Cap will be. I, th- I think, as, as quick as it seems to be, I think his thing with Sharon and Civil War has enough legs for it to be a thing, and I, yeah, I would rather yeah. see that play out now, because there's an interesting story but on, I like, feel like, do I love you, or, or do I just love you because you remind me of the person I love? I think that's one of those stories, though, where yeah. it's, it's... Spidey! Not... Sorry. Spidey could be by. That's not a bad. That's not a bad shout. It'd be very modern, and it'd be very in terms of like, you know, there's, there's teenagers have less of this sort of conditioned put the everyone in categories thing. Yeah. So it would be, you know, definitely a, a good way to do it, and also it would, be, it would be like their flagship fucking character in terms of the company as a whole. Ned, yeah. I don't think those two would get together. I'd rather them be buddies. No, no, I don't just think because their relationship with buddies is I, fucking I, hilarious. I, I feel like I just feel like an interesting way to create tension in that in that dynamic yeah. as they're both growing up is for Ned to be struggling with Peter to be, be struggling with with keeping his identity a Spider Man secret while Ned is struggling, He's struggling with sexual with identity. His sexual, his sexual oh identity. god, there's a story Especially there. Especially as they get to like college age, yeah, and everyone starts to be a bit more. That would be a really good story. Oh um, god damn it! If, that's if good. you wanted to lean into the sort of teen drama angle, yeah, then I think that could be an interesting story to tell. But also, what would be a more refreshing take on it is just having a character be out and not it not be a source of angst yeah. or conflict. It's just there, which I think is is the better route to go because that's probably that's more representative. I think if it, I think if the character's a young character, you have to deal with the the sort of the confrontations agree, they yeah. come up get because it because again it's 
it is stuff you deal with at that age based on your situation and how people take it around you. Yeah. And it, it, there's a story worth telling there. But certainly older characters, they should just be like out yeah. proud and not necessarily loud, but like and, definitely well, not keeping it quiet. Well, there's plenty of yeah. characters... And we're not because you know like there's going to be someone listening going like, oh, so you just want to be walking around all flamboyant? No, no, that's what we're just saying. Be as, just be as they are, but they play like dudes or women. You know how like like sexuality how, works yeah, in real how, life. How people actually are. Um, <laughs> God, yeah, just like, but yeah, there's plenty of characters in the MCU movies that yeah haven't really addressed the sexuality, and there's plenty mm. of room for that in in future movies, especially as the the sort of core of the first wave. Mm moves into the background or exits completely. Yeah. So, because um, we know we're going to get a Black... The, the Black Widow movie is pretty much happening. Please just announce it now. It's, Isn't it weird that we're getting, keep, we're getting to the end about... of that slate and we've not heard what the... De- we know Black Panther's... It, a second one's in development, but it's not yeah. It's not slated yet. Yeah. Spidey is happening. Um, and Guardians 3 is not only happening, James Gunn finished the script this week. Yes. Yes. Uh, did he, he posted a picture of the front cover on Twitter and just wrote the caption like, with all of my heart. And it's like, oh, Because you get the sense that this is the closing for the Guardians, either as a franchise or at least as James Gunn is the I the think story some of those characters will survive on. Not like in a sense of they're Oh, you know, die. when I say close the story, yeah. I don't mean like a big sacrifice. Yes. Like, I, I think it, some of those characters... Would just, would just that'd be a nice place to leave telling yeah. those stories because we'll be like, oh, do you remember the Guardians? There was three really cool movies and then they were in that uh, Avengers one as well. That's yeah. really cool. And then leave it there and stuff. I think, I think we'll be seeing some of those characters going forward even after even after Guardians 3. Quick, Quickie prediction. Who do you think is de- has definitely got a movie? Not, so not talking sequels. Cause I, think, I think Strange is going to get a sequel. Yeah. I think Black Panther's definitely getting a sequel. And I think Captain Marvel will probably get a sequel too. But if you were to go, um, which new character do you think is definitely going to pop up? Like one or two picks. Who would you go for? Because I think I think Ms. Marvel, I think Kamala Khan is a definite. Possibly as a sequel to Captain Marvel. Like a, a Kamala Khan-centric mm. Captain Marvel sequel. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. a passing of the torch kind of thing. Yeah. In a way. Even though, even though they're completely different heroes, but she's obviously influenced by Carol and stuff. Um, and I think that I think I think a Ms. Marvel movie is definitely happening, and probably uh, we know they can't if, do a Hulk solo movie. They want to, but they can't because of Universal. It's sort of in between. I think yeah. they'd have to release it with you. I think they could definitely come to a deal to release one with Universal. Maybe, um, but. I don't think a Hulk solo movie is the way to go. I think I think you buddy him again. Black Widow movie. Mm. Have it be have it be a road trip into her past and have the supporting characters be Hawkeye and Hulk. I like Hulk as a supporting character because you get the best of both worlds with Hulk and Bruce. Yeah, I think and Mark Ruffalo, who's wonderful in both roles, gets yeah. to play out more. Yeah, instead of just popping up in an Avengers flick every four years. Um, I, I mean Ragnarok was amazing. So I think. What movies we're going to see going forward after the, the sort of main cast fade back is definitely going to be dependent on what characters land in the new in the newer films. Yeah. So yeah. there is a potential for a warlock, but how does that? Oh, an, on Adam Warlock film. Yeah. yeah. Also, well, Sony have been talking again recently that about interested in Adam Warlock. Sony have been talking again recently about a Silk movie. Yeah. And again, it's just no, no. No, I think it's also going to depend on whether like, this Fox Disney deal. Interesting goes character, through. interesting perspective, but no, just 
No. <laughs> if if Fox extend your Marvel cooperation contract and just make more Spider-Man movies. I think I think it's up in the air at the moment because I think if Disney do acquire Fox, I do think we'll get a Fantastic Four. Yeah, which I want. Which I, yeah, I do. Want. I I don't want um monopolies but no. I do want a Fantastic Four I movie Fantastic made from the POV of people who give a shit absolutely um, and <laughs> I, so I think even if it ends up being a crossover deal and Disney and Fox work out a thing and whoever owns it next gets to make the Fantastic Four movie with Disney for the MCU that would still make me happy regardless of the business side of it so I think I think there's three because reasons it works for Spidey so. three reasons why it's all in flux one being <laughs> they don't know what characters are going to land they don't know what they're doing yeah <laughs> Second reason being, um, they are maintaining a certain amount of secrecy mm. in the wait until after Avengers Four. Yarb. Um, because I think everyone knows that most of those characters are going to be around, regardless of what happened to them in Infinity War. Mm-hmm. But we still don't know what's going to happen in Four. Yeah. Um, and I think. Um, yeah, they're, they're waiting on the, the Fox-Disney merger because that is going to affect the stable of characters going forward that they have access to mm. and that would definitely have an impact on future plans. Yeah. That's a very diplomatic answer you gave. Just say Moon Knight. Hmm. Can't even joke can't even about Moon Knight. Mm. It would, as a Netflix movie, yes, mm. Moon Knight would make a great Netflix movie, or like a three three well, episode. I'd love, mini. I'd love to see a Power Man and Iron Fist movie with Mike Coulter, <sighs> but yeah, I'd like to see anything with Mike Coulter. Yeah. Just more Mike Coulter. I'm about, I think I'm five or six episodes into season two of Luke Cage. I like it a lot. Mm. A lot of people online don't like it, but uh, guess what? Their main complaints are: we don't like Alfred Woodard. Really? There's too much music in this. What? Did they watch season one? Dunno! Dunno! But like, the, the, yeah, the Luke Cage subreddit is particular. Subreddit's a fucking toxic place anyway, it's full of wankers. Um, anyway. Especially the wankers subreddit. Final story of this week before we move on to the email. (laughs) Email! Um, One of your magical emails. I want to get deep into this story. Oh. It's very interesting. Oh, should should I provide appropriate music? Said we talk about it. You did! It. See everyone? Chapter 2 has begun production. Yeah. It got me excited because, of course, because of that, we now have the full confirmed cast <clears throat> of the Losers Club, plus some others. Yeah, I saw one this week. Come on, hit me. What do you What you got, boy? What you got? Famalama ding ding. The, uh, the well, production... For, for starters, let's, 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 let's confirm one name. Bill Skarsgård. Yes, Bill Skarsgård, returning, of course. As Pennywise the um, Dancing Clown. The production... The start of production was made known by a Instagram post from James McAvoy. Oh, man. Who is playing grown-up Bill. Aha! Nice. So Good that's, choice. That's cool. Um, we also got an Insta- Instagram post from Jessica Chastain showing off her Beverly Marsh haircut. Oh, have we? Yes. Oh, shit. I'm going to look that up um, while you're yes. saying this. I've um, not seen that. Because she's adorable as hell. She's just got a great bob. Oh. It's like a bob, bob cut. Um... <laughs> It's not confirmed whether the kids are returning for flashback stuff or not. I it wouldn't surprise I, me. I would put money on it. Not only that, I would put money on it not necessarily um, being for flashbacks, but maybe for nightmare and vision scenarios. Yeah, possibly. Because it would um, be tapping into their past. Yes, quite. Yes. Adult Ben is 
Jay Ryan, who I don't know much about other than he's an Australian actor and he was the lead in that Beauty and the Beast TV show that was on the CW. Okay. Yeah. So, which and, he, and he's playing and he's playing like a terrible show. He's, playing, he's Benny. playing Ben. So, so basically. In the tradition of the story, Benny got an upgrade. Benny, Benny got Benny got hot. Benny got hot. Benny got hot. Um, <laughs> Xavier Dolan is playing Adrian Mellon, so that means they're going to do the. In the book, Adrian is the first victim of Penny, or one of the first victims of Pennywise after he returns. Yeah, is it the couple in, on the bridge? Yes, yeah, yeah, bridge. yeah. He's one of the couple on the bridge. Um, oh, that's cool. That that yeah. scene's actually going to get adapted. It then. looks like it because it was ignored in the previous yeah. one. Um, so. Um, yeah. And they sort of established the bridge as a location in the first movie yeah. as well, so... so... Interesting. Yeah, that's kind of... Co- oh, Christ, they foreshadowed it in the first movie! Okay, that's Bill great. Hader. Bill... Echuta. Hader. Because he does a great job impression, if you've never seen it. Grown Up Richie. Of course he's Grown Up Richie. Tells you. Of course. Of course. Because... And they're going to make horrible things happen to him, yeah. because they want you at home to go, Oh, Bill Hader, yeah. he's wonderful and hilarious! Oh my God! Yeah. Um, um, no spoilers as to whether Richie gets out of the story or not, but still, like, I wouldn't be surprised if they put him through the ringer more than anyone, apart from obviously Stanley. Uh, um, grown up Eddie. Yep. James Ransom. Who looks so much like the kid, it's nuts. Yeah. It's really weird. When I, you see the photos of them side by side, it's like, yep, that is, that's Eddie. <laughs> I think the only thing I've seen him in is Sinister. Yeah. But oh, who's he in Sinister? He's the deputy in Sinister. Oh yeah. shit! Yeah, I remember. Um, yeah, but yeah, that's a fun. Movie a lot of these, a lot of like Jay Ryan. I haven't seen. I don't think I've seen anything with him in. Um, and st- uh, I, yeah. So this is gonna be interesting. Asaya Mustafa. Asaya Mustafa is, hey. is grown up Mike. So that's cool. Um, he's he's a he's a cool man. Like, he's just he's he's. He, He's a, way, wonder, he's a wonderful he, actor who will forever be referred to in shorthand as the Old Spice Guy. Yeah, the other Old Spice Guy. But he's the other Old Spice Guy. Yeah. But um, he's always been called the Old Spice just because he's the smooth... But he's a phenomenal actor, and so that's great. My only concern is he, is he is at least four times as cool as mm. a mid, uh, late 30s, early 40s librarian should be. Yes. In a, small, in a small main town. And of course, Mike's role is much bigger in the second half of the story. Yeah. So, like, that's a good yeah. actor to have helming the the good a good actor to be the one to send out the call that brings everyone back. Yes, um, um, so yeah, that's good. Javier Botet <clears throat> is going to be returning, presumably doing some monster effects and stuff. But he's yeah, because he he was the uh, the leper. Yeah. in the the previous one. Yeah, the, did he do the woman as well? Uh, yes, I think I think there? he did performance cap for, oh, okay. for the, the lady. Um, yeah. Andy Bean has grown up Stanley Uris. I don't think I've seen anything he's been in. Mm, Stanley's the um, bully with the lanky hair, right? No, Stan's no. the the other member of the Losers, the last member of the Losers. Oh, of course, Stanley. Sorry. Yeah, Stan. um, um, no, it's because yeah, yeah. Well, you know what that means, though. This guy's gonna have the easiest job of the yeesh, bunch. Well, uh, <laughs> um, oh dear. Will Binebrink is Tom Rogan, who is Beverly's scumbag husband. Yeah, oh, of course. Husband. How um, much does he look like the actor who played the dad? That's what I want to know. Because uh, I, w- I, would, I, I wouldn't have been surprised. I wouldn't have been surprised had they cast the same actor and just it's changed not, his appearance it's not subtly. a million miles off. That's Stephen Bogart who played, who played um, Bev's dad in, yeah. in It. Yeah, he was freaking great. He was and proper creepy. That This is... Will oh, is he listed as well? Our oh, flashbacks, I suppose, yeah. 
Oh no, flashbacks and nightmare so visions. It'll be better. He's like a handsomer version of it. Yeah, yeah. it I was going to say, I can that, see it. Yeah, I, I get. I can see it. I thought they'd. I thought they were going to Captain Hook it. You know, like, you know, there, like in most yeah. productions of Peter Pan, like Mr. Darling is the same actor as Captain Hook and stuff. Um, uh, but if he, if if the previous actor is also in the movie, I can understand why they've not doubled yes. up. Um, Jess Weitzler from Teeth. Mm, oh, she's the lead. She's the lead in Teeth. Yeah. Okay. Uh, she is <laughs> Bill's wife, Audra. Who's an actress in the in the yes? Thing, so. Who in the TV movie famously had a weird British accent? Yeah, <laughs> uh, I think she is supposed to be British, in but book. in the movie it sounded really yeah, odd. it just sounded it sounded um, like a New Zealand actor doing a British accent in an American movie. It was really hard to believe. It's really strange. Uh, there's an actress called, called Ryan Kira Armstrong credited as Victoria, but I don't know anything about that character. Um, and Teach Grant. Yes, this was the casting announced this is week. Is playing the adult Henry Bowers. So Henry Bowers presumably survives the events of, of It, Chapter 1. Uh, Kill them all! His face looks Kill familiar. Kill them all! Kill them all! Kill them all! <laughs> his face looks familiar, but I don't think I've seen him in anything. Do you think he'll have the shock white hair? Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> he's, he's been in loads of stuff, but I'm, I'm looking through it and going, I don't, I've not seen that, I've not seen this, I've not seen this. Kill them all! Kill them all! Kill them all! Um, so yeah, we're getting some adult Henry. Do you think he's going to tackle a dog wearing a clown suit at any point? I think that... Oh, so, so <laughs> pants. And yet so good. So yeah, um, chapter tasty, two is... Tasty, beautiful fear. Chapter two is happening. I am so freaking psyched for this. But what a weird thought. It means we're probably not going to see this till... My predictions are, it'll either get a slightly early release and it'll be next summer... Or they'll bring it out next September. That's exactly when it's projected for September sixth. Oh. I wouldn't be surprised if they brought it forward though, just to capitalise on the summer movie season. Because the, the big Marvel hits, for example, next year are over and done yeah. with by May. So a June release, June July release for it wouldn't be a bad shout. And it, it, it definitely dominate the summer. And I think it's neat that they've chosen less well-known actors, like maybe TV actors, for a lot of the principal roles. <laughs> yeah. Because obviously Jessica Chastain and James McAvoy are going to sell that movie on Star Power alone. So what they lose out yeah. in... I in think it, the clown's going to be the sell- seller, though. <sighs> considering how much the effect of that last one is still felt oh, now. Oh, man. Yeah. That clown so, is going to sell that movie. Um, I'm intrigued by that. I'm excited. Um, but yeah. Uh, it's... It's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. I'm, I'm okay. It's good. I'm okay with it. I'm good. okay with it. Um, it's good. Speaking of which... the. Uh, I watched uh, Pet Cemetery this last week. <laughs> oh god, you showed me clips the other night. The, uh, yeah, the of and there's an old dude in that who has the best main accent. It's like sometimes dead is better. Sorry, sorry. Could you say the line one more time? Sometimes dead is better. Okay. Sometimes dead is better. I okay, wanna... no, hang on. That was a good take. Um, can we go one more time? Uh, just a bit more diction, yeah. I don't wanna. Sometimes dead is better. Okay, just whenever you're ready. Oh god, the and South I'm, Park boys are going to parody this at some point in the future. I'm listening to the audiobook and Michael, which is read by Michael C. Hall. Okay, and well, he, um, Dexter. Yeah, and okay. he actually does a really good. Sometimes, <laughs> ah, that's a mighty busy road. Uh, you want to get that cat fixed? Uh, catch a fix. Don't tend to wander. I've just realised in South Park, their Canadian accent is a main accent. With the occasional... Hey, well, also, the beginning. there's a character in South Park who mocks that particular... Yeah, you showed me that as well. Yeah. 
It's very good. It's very good. It's frighteningly on point. But there's also a Pet Cemetery remake coming that's currently shooting. Really? Of course. Of really? course. Every Stephen King thing's been ah, remade. Ah, was there an announcement ah. that they were doing the Tommy Knockers again? Oh, it's just like... fucking awful. <laughs> uh, but Pet Cemetery. But the leads in that. And we're getting um, we're getting Doctor Sleep as well. So that could be good. Have you heard about, about that? Yeah, yeah. You yeah, McGregor. McGregor. Yeah. Um, and they'll totally, you know, they'll totally make it a a sequel to the Kubrick Shining. They'll do that. They'll use the visual iconography. I don't know if they'll be able to. <laughs> well, it just depends on what you do. For example, yeah. if Ready Player One can get the permission to have that carpet and that hallway. And no, that not, not in terms of permissions, just in terms of stuff that... Because I've read some hmm. of Doctor Sleep. Yeah. And you'd have to make some big changes for it to be able to follow on from the Stanley Kubrick shining. I, I, think, I think the cultural version of... The, the version of The Shining that is the most prominent in the cultural mind is the Kubrick film, so I think they'd have to make yeah. they'd have to make tweaks, I think, to make that work. Uh, I just want to see him talk to the, the, the boy who lives in his mouth. Hugh um, McGregor yes. doing that stuff. Yes. That would be quite weird. Um, but yes, the, in the, the new version of Pet Cemetery, Jason Clark and Amy Simons are the leads. Oh, is that Lithgow? I was just about to say, <gasps> that's, he's playing the sometimes say- dead is better part. Sometimes dead is better! <laughs> Now, that'll be I, his version. That, now that is going to be worth seeing. Yeah, that will be worth seeing. Just seen. for John Lithgow doing that ridiculous accent. <laughs> Sometimes dead is better. <laughs> John, what are you doing? If you want someone? Why are you Lord Farquhar-ing this? If you want someone to be um, simultaneously avuncular and ridiculously scenery-chewing, then you get John Lithgow. Lithgow is brilliant. I got the Arrow video release of Buckaroo Banzai. I noticed, yeah. What were the other ones you got on there? You got um, uh, Hellraiser and The Thing. The Thing. See, I've got the thing, but I don't think I don't think mine's Arrow. Arrow have recently no, I, quite Arrow have recently quite a lot of distribution stuff. I've though. got the. I think we follow each other on Twitter, me and Arrow, because I, I was talking yeah. about um, God, the one with Ryan Reynolds that was really freaking good. He, he, the voices. voices, yeah. Um, I got that at the time. And I was just like, "This is great," and I was tweeting about it quite a bit. And then they followed me, so I followed them back. Nice. Um, no, I've oh, got, wait, let's get them to sponsor the show. I've got the other. Give us copies of the, of the thing to give away. I'm good. That'd be quite cool. I've got the other Blu-ray version of the thing, but I was yeah. like, they were they were three for twenty, and I was like, and they've added they've added I stuff to them yeah. as well, haven't they? It's like, it's like Warner, Warner Brothers have done um, their new transfers. Warner Brothers Warner stuff. Brothers have done something called like the collection because I've got Gremlins too from yeah, Warner yeah. Brothers, the collection, which is no different from the previous uh, releases of Gremlins too, except that the soundtrack transfer is in seven point one, and it's got a new audio commentary on it from speeches. from Joe Dante and. Uh, Zach Gallagher. Oh. Um, and I, because I'd already bought Gremlins 2, it's back there. I'd bought the only way you could get it in the UK on Blu ray was to buy the US one. So I'd bought that. And then, oh, like, God. half a year later, this UK, the collection one came out. I was like, God damn it! There are some weird movies that but it's my favorite. But it's my favourite movie, so I'm happy to own multiple copies of it. Mm. <laughs> I've got the box set there, the DVD box set. Mm. The well, VHS is in the shed in yeah. a box. Then it goes and read the thing. I'm happy to have multiple copies of the thing. It's Gremlins um, 2 and Labyrinth, the films I think I own the most versions of, weirdly. Um, it's not bad. Yeah. Labyrinth's in here in a box set with Dark Crystal. It's a very pretty box I don't, set. I don't, I don't have that many doubling up. Hmm. Which because I haven't got that many discs. Oh, and Spider-Man. Spider-Man 1 and 2. Yeah. I have three copies of. That's really yeah. sad. If I dip this monitor, so the DVD copy's there, yes. and the original Blu-ray box set release, yes. and downstairs is the updated Blu-ray box set release with the more special features on it. I, I have got... a problem. <laughs> and that problem is Spider-Man 2 Spider-Man 2 is pretty good it's so good let's, and let's, Spider-Man 1 
Let's read an email. <laughs> let's let's get off this Spider-Man Two loving this bent. This if you one. Will. Apparently, I have to read this in another particular voice. Oh, who, who, voice who's, who's this from? Who's 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 tor- torturing your vocal cords? This is from George. George, hello, George. Um, Captain Adnan Eleven on Twitch. Um, and oh yeah, you joined the thing last week. Hello. See if you can work out what this terrible impression is. <clears throat> Fuck it. Sometimes. Dead is better. Dead is better. It's not Judd Crandall from Pet Cemetery. Although, if someone wants to send in an email and say read it as Judd Crandall from Pet Cemetery, I will do that. Um, someone, please send that in now. <laughs> okay, here we go. Matt's impression of something. Greetings, bovine Dalek creepers. It is I, Captain Adam Eleven on Twitch. I'd like to start by saying well done on a successful big damn cast live. It was a lot of fun not only to see your moving faces but also interacting with everyone in the chat. Which brings me to a revision to my top five last week. I somehow in my stupidity managed to overlook the wonderful Christmas episode with special guest Guy, I mean Father Christmas. So I'd like to place it at number four above Chucky Watch. And as Guy Lambert takes pictures of Father Christmas for the Daily Bugle, I hope he sees this and passes my apologies on to Father Christmas himself. I'd also like to say thank you for both for keeping the show running every week. The hard work means a lot, especially when knowing about how difficult it can be to coordinate around work and life in general. As well as all the personal issues you both spoke about last week, you never let it show and always deliver a good time through all your content, so thank you. If you did start a Patreon or started selling merch, I'd definitely be a supporter. Plus, I'd love a big damn hoodie or something. Now, on to some irrelevant questions. What is... What is the movie or TV series you have owned the most times? Oh, that went south. What is the movie or TV series you've owned the most times or the most formats? <laughs> that's a frighteningly sort of... That's terrifying that that question yeah, is in this I know, email. Right? Um, considering what we've just said. <laughs> my TV series would be Doctor Who Series 1, which I've had five different versions of. Original four <laughs> volumes on DVD. Oh, the four vanillas. volumes on UMD for my PSP. Oh my god, was it on UMD? <gasps> Complete series oh, one it. box set, Blu-ray re-release, and finally the Blu-ray steelbook. <laughs> Film will be Back to the Future trilogy that I've owned on VHS, DVD, and Blu-ray. Yeah. yeah. And also, what is a film that you don't like that you own? Mine is X-Men Origins, because I only have it for completion's sake. Thanks again, lads. Hope you both have had a wonderful week, and look forward to hearing from you soon. Goodbye, my dears. George. And John Snow. Yeah. That was really good. Was John Snow. About, about three or four words in, I was like, that's Kit Harrington. You're Kit Harrington. You're Kit Harrington. I'm doing Kit Harrington's I'm Northern Honest voice. He got married last yeah, week. Yeah, him and Rose Leslie got married. Congrats, so congrats team. Congrats, congrats to them. by Jingo. Do you believe love can bloom on a film set? Because apparently you can. Oh, um, I'll give him a week. Do you believe? For one of us to kill the other one for spoilers. Can love bloom on the battlefield? <laughs> Metal Gear. Snake. It can't be. Snake. Um, um, so, thanks, George, for that. A good request. Uh, movie or TV series you've owned the most times on the most formats? I think movie, yeah, it's... it's uh, I think Spider-Man 2 is actually the movie I've owned the most, because Gremlins 2... Ooh! Gremlins 2 I've had on VHS, I've had on DVD, and I've, I've got two Blu-ray versions, that's four, but Spider-Man and Spider-Man 2 I've both had on VHS... Mm. Um, DVD mm. and again two versions of the Blu-ray but I also have uh, Spider-Man 1 and Spider-Man 2 on UMD 
So mm. it's, it's got to it's got to be Spider Man and Spider Man Two. Um, yeah, Labyrinth sort of close behind. How about yourself? Good sir. You know what it is. The thing. No. Oh really? Transformers the movie. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Two VHS <laughs> copies because I wore one of them out. A DVD. Oh a DVD copy. And the Blu-ray, the the anniversary Blu-ray that you bought me. Um, I got quite a few Doctor Who series ones. I, I, I got the I got the original. I waited for Christmas that year, and I got the the big ch- chunky box set. Then when Lou and I moved in together, the smaller version she owned went on the shelf. Yeah. And since I've got the Steelbook of series one, I am keeping an eye out for the UMD of Transformers the movie because it does Did exist do on it? UMD, oh. and then I will have it in the most formats ever. See, I don't have my VHS copies anymore, actually. Next time I go back to Lincoln, at some point, for whatever reason, um, I'll have a look in CEX for you, because that CEX has got a massive UMD library. The, massive the at, UMD library. The, the Gotham games there is a really cool game. The sure, Manchester they don't have so much well. of PSP stuff. But um, but yeah, I've, I'm, keeping an, I'm keeping an eye out for it. Keep it, keep it I, don't have, I don't have any UMD films, because why would you? Like well, Brave, Brave, you, you Brave how, Man George. Do you remember how amazing we thought they were when we first? I never them? thought they were amazing, but I didn't get a PSP until later I, on I in took, its life. I took the Nightmare Before Christmas with me on a camping holiday, and it was hilarious because I watched it. I couldn't sleep one night, so I just turned my PSP on, whacked in this disc, put my headphones on. Luckily, it was just me in my area of the tent. Yeah. So I knew I wasn't going to wake anyone up with the of the disc we were in away. <laughs> I think Nightmare Before Christmas was the perfect movie. Well, life, I was. Less than an hour and a half, I got through the film and a couple of special features before the battery died. Nice. Whereas the other movies, you really kind of have to have it hooked up to something to see them well, all the way through. I um, I was turning around on YouTube the other day and I saw Digital Foundry had done a retrospective of the PSP, because PSP and DS were announced at the same E3. Oh, wow. And they did a retrospective of both those reveals and like and like how they compared to what came after. Oh, would that be 2006? Uh, no, two. Because I, I got my PSP second hand in 2007. Yeah, it must have been 2007. Yeah, because I, I bought no. my, my first paycheck for my first job. I, I got paid 100 quid on that paycheck and I spent 90 pounds of it. It was 2005. On a second hand PSP, charge leads and two two UMDs. No, was... and, and the UMDs I bought were Spider-Man and Spider-Man It was 2004. Really? But that long ago? Yeah, because it was Jesus. a somewhat after I, I left high school. Yeah, actually, yeah. Before I had my PSP, my brother Toby had his DS because the original was that big, wide, big silver one, and the screen was the top. The top half was smaller yeah. than the bottom, which is not what they showed it. It's initially E3 reveal. It was a different shape. Well, it was similar, but it was different. What yeah. it was encasing. Ah. Um, I think the DS definitely won that. The PSP console war, considering it's still reveal, going to a point. There's literally a part of the press conference where they show Spider-Man Two playing on UMD on the PSP, but yeah. it's not. They're just they're just filming the PSP playing the movie. Yeah. What the hell? Like, so it's this lovely, high, glossy video yeah. of a PSP playing Spider-Man 2. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's really strange. It's like, look, we've got movies. And I'm like, yeah, but you can't. And you can plug them into a um, into a d- t- TV and watch them on a big screen. And then you do that. And I'm like, no, this is not even DVD quality. Yeah, Why would you do this? It's terrible on a big screen. Yeah. I had... F- Four UMDs that were mine that, that weren't ones I... Oh, no, five UMDs that were mine that I didn't borrow because mm. I borrowed Nightmare for Christmas. I had the Red Dwarf Smegups because that was BBC testing the water for Red Dwarf. Yeah, that's a really Red, weird Red Dwarf, one, isn't it? Red Dwarf yeah. was a big request for UMD release. So they released the Smegups and Smegoffs uh, combo. Yeah. And if that sold well enough, they would have started releasing the, the box sets, but I guess they never did. No. Um, I got Spider-Man 1 and 2. I bought them when I first got it. 
uh, and I got uh, Mighty Boosh and the League of Gentlemen Series 1. Nice. Both, both of those Series 1s. Nice. Yeah. The part of me that thought that that was a thing. And now I can, I can, I can, I've downloaded the League of Gentlemen Series 1 on my iTunes and I can stick it on my phone yeah. and watch it whenever. Yeah. And it probably won't even wear the battery down the or P- make as much noise. The PSP has a lovely screen, but I don't want to watch a movie on it. Yeah. Unless you're in a tent in the middle of the night and you can't sleep and you put a movie on. In yeah. which case, it was... It, it, in, it days before, in days before tablets and smartphones, it was a... I mean, the Vita we can rent it. movies on, but I, 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 I'm fine. No, <laughs> I'm fine. I'll play Persona 4 and, and go yeah. to War HD collection. I'm, I'm happy with that. Yeah, you can get Netflix on it in the States, but for some reason you can't do it over here. You know I've still not played yet? What's that? A Toeful Boyfriend. Mmm... Is it bad? I don't, I've not played it. Oh, I I'm just thinking. Mm. I, play, I played that half an hour of the Cubit remaster. Was like, well, this is Cubit. This is just deleting it. This is Cubit, but worse. I played a bunch of Furmins and was like, this is Angry Birds, but more puzzle based. I'm done. <laughs> I want to get into Invisimals. Yeah, I want to get into your Invisimals. But recent, recently, I'm, I've <laughs> I've been playing Pokemon Silver. Not Soul Silver, Silver, original Silver on emulated the, on or the 3DS download? virtual console. Oh God! Wow, I think I think I've got. I've oh got, no, God, so I was going to pull out Silver. I realised I didn't get Silver. I got Crystal. I've got a new 3DS XL with yellow, red, and gold, mm. and I've got a 2DS with blue and silver on. God damn! So I can trade. Do the consoles make love? No, sadly not. Oh, I'm going to get Crystal. Or at some out a baby because you can get. Because they've re-released Crystal and they've put the... In Japan, there was an event where you could get Celebi from the shrine in the Alex Forest. And oh, they right. put that in the Virtual Console version. Oh, that's cool. Um, hey, you remember that thing you read about when it first came out and you couldn't do because you weren't in Japan? Here you go, I guys. That's really sweet. Um, and they can all, all they can all trade with each other. They've emulated the link cable stuff with the 3DS um, wireless. Yeah. So you can link trade with each other. And the 3DS also has an IR, IR port mm-hmm. on it. And infrared port, so you can do the mystery gift stuff between gold, silver, and crystal still. You can't do it with. I love that so much. You can't do it with the Game Boy Color. Mm-hmm. But you can do it with other 3DS yeah. virtual console versions. That's really um, cute. Man. Yeah. Oh, these beautiful things. And the, the 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 knowledge that Nintendo aren't really going hard on the virtual console stuff for the Switch to the point when they haven't really announced anything is one of the things that's holding me off on getting a Switch. Because mm. one of the things I really like about the 3DS and the Wii U is the Virtual Console. We we decided, after watching the Let's Go trailer, that we want one now. Like, there's enough stuff on it that makes us want one. Yeah. But, like, we're talking... Let's Go comes out in November. Yeah. We're, we're going to wait till even after the January sales. We're waiting for bundles to go down, and then we'll invest in one. Yeah. Um, I'm still We've also not... decided that we're getting Let's Go... Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee and Lou wants Let's Go Eevee and I want Let's Go Pikachu. So. I I am still undecided mm. on whether I want to get Pokemon Let's Go. But I say this every time, a new, every time a new Pokemon game comes out I'm like I don't think I'm going to do this one and then I always do. Eventually. Whether yeah. whether it's on release or a little while afterwards. Yeah. yeah. Always do. You just They got you hooked um, man. They got you hooked. They always pull me back in. Speaking of pulls back in, was there other questions? Oh yes, um, <laughs> we totally drove off on a UMD tangent. <laughs> uh, what is a film that you don't like that you own? Oh, Freddy's Dead: The Final Nightmare. Uh, I think that's terrible. I'm trying to think of what's on my DVD shelf. X Men Origins Wolverine. I agree. Yeah. Well, well, Kanisha, Attack of the Clones. Kanisha has X Men: The Quadrilogy, so that's got yeah, Origins yeah. and X Men Three. But it's mercifully thin, though. Yeah, it is. Like quite it's thin. a really slim case, so it's it like fair enough. Thin. 
Um, even on Blu-ray that I don't like. I don't think so because we've got we've got some that Kenisha borrowed off a friend, hmm. um, and one of them was thirty minutes or less, which is that ridiculous fucking thing about oh it's a pizza guy who has to go on a bank robbery because he's wearing a bomb vest, which is sort of based in the most crass and offensive fa- uh, fashion Fact, on a true on a, story, on a, on which has now been covered story. in um, Evil, Evil Geniuses. Yeah. On, on it's uh, fucking horrible. Netflix. It's yeah. a terrible movie. And the fact that they turned that story into a romantic comedy is mm. fucking ridiculous. So we, I don't technically own that, but we do have it on. The way we, we borrowed it off someone, and we haven't given it back. The way us. movies work, work is horrendous. I mean, in that case, it's crass and disrespectful. But it's like the, the Three Stooges movie that came out like four or five years ago. That the only really good thing people have to say about it is the three central actors do a damn good job at making you believe they're the exact mm. same performers and characters as the original. Um, was originally for about seven years a biopic about the Three Stooges that had Sean Penn and Jim Carrey really? attached to it. Yeah, it was going to be a biopic, and then really? instead it just turned into a "Here's the Three Stooges story" set in 2014 or whatever. So okay, I don't think I have many many. But that's because the Farleys got hold of it. They were originally <sighs> produced. They were originally producing it when it was a a a, a biograph autobiographical movie. Yeah. <clears throat> um, they were just attached because they got the rights to make a thingy movie about it but they weren't planning on making a film so someone else was going to do it and then eventually it just became them making a screwball comedy aimed at kids. Sure. Snooky's in it. That's a thing. Snooky's in it. Sure. Snooky. Um, if, I, if I was to live in it with my parents I would have plenty of DVDs that I don't like. Uh, what's, that, what's, that, what's that one? Fucking awful <laughs> What's that one at your birthday where your dad was arguing for it being great? <sighs> What was it? I Am Omega, which is a mockbuster ripoff of I Am Legend. Oh, shit! Because I said to him, like, I said, I said to him, like, oh, is that the original Omega no, Man? No. And, and he was like, that's what it's right, it's, 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 from. it's from that, it's from that. And I was like, no. I don't know what that means. Starring Mark Dacascos. What? Mark Dacascos? Yeah. You know, the, the, the other half of the Double Dragon twins. Oh, brothers. shit! Okay. The Brotherhood of the Wolf. What? So is this an Asylum film? I don't, or know one if, of those I don't think it's an studios. Asylum film, but it's one of those sort of studios. It came out, came out on DVD in the months after the release of I Am Legend. Yes. yes. Into cinemas. Yes. Wow. He also has... I mean, I like your dad a lot. He's a good man. He's a terrible woman, but he's a good he man. He also has all of the Underworld movies. But, oh, I can forgive one. I'm I can Bla- forgive number one. It's not great, but people dig it. And Blade Trinity. Uh, yeah. You know, it's cheaper to buy Blade and Blade 2 on Blu-ray than it is to buy a trilogy box set. Because that's the, a lot of the time you end up with movies you don't really want because it's cheaper to buy the box sets than it is to buy the individual films. Well, they, they, but they, Blade, it's like six quid for each one and two on Blu-ray and the box set's like 15 quid. Well, with the Jaws DVD and box sets, they tried, is, to, yeah. they tried to uh, trick you because Cause it's not set, got Jaws in it. The box set is just two, three in the Revenge. Yeah, it just says Jaws, the collection. It just, it and you says, pick it up and it's two, three and four. Yeah. Yeah, because we waited for the anniversary release of Jaws, you know, a couple of years ago, yeah. they did like a big release. That we the... waited for that because we tried to buy it and we kept finding those box set versions. I've yeah. got the Blu-ray of the uh, where it's like a book. Yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah. The one we've got. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like yeah. white wrap around. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, it's beautiful. Um, the spine's gorgeous. It really pops. Yeah, there's quite a few like that. With the, the white, the spine is just white with red writing, and it's because it's partly because the movie design was like that in the first place. But they've really embraced it for the Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. Like Scarface, that's like the 35th anniversary edition. That looks gorgeous. Little I'm Shop trying. of Horrors, that's. 
you can now get Little Shop of Horrors in that Warner Brothers collection, but I recommend searching out the US Region 1 version because it's in a book. Okay. And it's got a booklet attached to it. It's beautiful. And it has the original ending, recolored. I'm sure I'm going to... it only survived in black and white, like, sort of semi-masters, oh, and they, they recolored it, and yeah. So you can watch the movie, when you press play, it gives you the option, watch the theatrical cut or the director's cut. Because the director's cut yeah. has the ending that the stage show does, which is everybody dies and the world gets overrun by the plants. Excellent. Um, and it, the puppetry work that went into that ending is so good. Like, it's all these sets and it's brilliant. There's one shot where there's just like six of them clinging to the Statue of Liberty and it looks amazing. And it was cut because test audiences at the time were like, oh, I don't like that it's sad. It's like, you've just watched a black comedy. Like, it's a black comedy. Yeah, yeah. Why do you want the happy ending? But I also but, like the theatrical ending too. But the people so. were singing, so I thought it was a nice film. It's also got a bit more of the Meek Shall Inherit in that cut as well. Okay. Which is much longer on stage. And the soundtrack version of the film has the stage-led version. Yeah. It's weird, because the soundtrack to Little Shop of Horrors, uh, the movie version, contains all the like the full-length versions of the songs that are featured in the stage version, as opposed to the slightly cut-down versions that appear in some of the film. Yeah. But it doesn't include a couple of tracks that are just in the stage. Like it doesn't have Mushnik and Sun or It's a Gas on it, for example. Which is a shame, because I would have liked to have heard like Steve Martin's interpretation of that song. Yeah. But I guess they only had enough money to pay him to do the dentist song and then Sorry. send him on his way. Um, um, it's on his ukulele movie. solo album. Um, oh, I thought you were being serious. Now I kind of hope that it is. Maybe I am. I love that show. I love that show and I love that film and I love that soundtrack. I love Frank Oz. I'm trying to think of What any... a warm man. I'm trying to think of his... Oh, I, don't, I have all the prequels on DVD and I don't like them. Yeah, I've got them in the Saga box set. Well, I've got... I've and got... then after that, they released the individual versions. Well, I bought them on their original release on DVD. So I've still got those versions. Oh, good sir, kind um, sir. And I, I, Star Wars we was definitely... We got one and two a... on VHS, then number three on DVD. A New Hope was definitely a contender for a film I own in the most formats. Because I had it. I had three different VHS copies of it. Because I had the original... No, four... I had the original release. Yeah. I had a taped off the telly at Christmas uh, <laughs> the home video. I had the, the last chance before it's gone version from the nineties. The, 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 the blue box with the red red, the yeah. red writing. Yeah. And then I had and then I got the special edition box in the set. in the silver and gold box. And yeah. then I got the DVD that farted when you closed it. Yes. Ah. And, the, and the the DVD box that does that as well. Of the oh yeah, because the DVD box set was like a silver version of that yeah. gold design, wasn't it? Yeah, because I've got you see it on the yeah, window yeah. edge. I've got the gold one out there. I, I used to, I used to have um, that, which which opens with the behind the scenes featurette yeah, for the really updated annoying. effects, it's and really then annoying. it's the film. It's so dumb. Um, but yeah, so, so dumb. How about the prequels, I don't like them. Do you know how many special features used to just be added onto the end of the film? Like a labyrinth, the widescreen had, cassette of labyrinth has the making of labyrinth afterwards. It's like a full twenty-five minute documentary. I had a VHS copy of Alien Resurrection, which had a making of Alien Resurrection featurette after the film, I with loved, presented I, by Ron Perlman. I loved that shit when they used to do that because yeah. then you would stick it around while good. the credits were rolling. You'd go and get a drink and go to the toilet, and then you come back and you'd watch the behind the scenes featurette. I used to have a VHS which had Terminator and Terminator Two on it. Oh, the double features yeah I had that for Ghostbusters yeah, it was Ghostbusters 1 and 2 boy and every time I just watched Ghostbusters it'd be like right I need to go to sleep now it's like you know half 9 at night yeah. and I'm like 10 I'm like right I need to go to sleep now yeah. and I wait to the end of the credits because I just want to hear the end of the music and then Ghostbusters 2 starts and I'm like well I guess I'm going to have to stay up for another 2 hours <laughs> I had I had it for years, the only... and they're, they're always on the front, like it's just like the posters, and they'd be like some kind of wacky slash or something in the yeah. middle, separating them, and, and yeah, 
that yeah. I, I had. That's how I watched Gremlins for the longest time before I bought them in a Matalan. I, I had, there was a, a version oh. from, I think it was from the Blockbusters in Walkden, actually, I used to rent, that was a double feature. Okay. Which had, again, it was both of them on the same tape, and it was like a That's slice neat. thing. That's how I watched them for the longest time. I, <laughs> for years and years, until the special edition box set, and when I bought it, the only version of Return of the Jedi ha- uh, that I, I had was a taped off the TV at Christmas special, with the <laughs> banner, with the scrolling banners at the bottom for call this number to donate to charity. Uh, of course, the, the, yeah, they used to do that a lot more on broadcast. And <laughs> the beginning of it was missing, so it think it started with Luke arriving at Jabba's palace. Shit! So there's a good chunk of it missing. Shit, that's like a good twenty minutes, yeah. nearly. Yeah. Damn. Speaking of good chunks of it missing, uh, we've just wasted a good chunk of the day recording this episode of <laughs> you've the been podcast. listening to two old men talk about videotapes. Uh, fucking hell. <laughs> um. Oh, how can they get in touch, Matt? Uh, you can get us at Big Damn Cast on Twitter, BigDamnContact at gmail.com. Keep an eye on Twitter for our stream and content schedules. I've really not been doing any adventures in back I need to get back on that shit. Well, that's alright. Uh, when, when's, when's your new internet connection up and running proper? No, it's all, everything's sorted and stuff. Right. It's just... um You're lucky. I haven't, I haven't really had time to get on it. Well then, you know what that means. All, all last week. I mean, week, do, you, do you know what that means? I don't know. All last week, me and Kanisha were off together, so I just didn't do anything because I wanted to spend some time. You wanted my, to live with, a little. With my better half, just enjoying a week off together. You and your best um, gal. Yeah, so <laughs> I guess I'm going to have to try and put out a stream this week. Um, that sounds filthy. And I'm working on some other bits and pieces, which hopefully we'll see. Not. Two just two Well, we know we've got to record a Predator special now. Yes. <laughs> so that's going to be an episode coming up. Yeah, and then Incredibles two is out in July, so that's gonna yeah. Be- we get Incredibles two late, we'll and we get Ant Man late. Apparently, we're getting it in August. Uh, I, I thought Ant Man was always August. Uh, yeah, I don't know if it had been set in stone, but I know this week the it was like, yep, yeah, there's the UK release date for sure. And, and I, like, th- I oh. think until those are probably the next two big episodes, aren't they? Mm. Not that much coming out, I don't think. Yeah. So apart from us, never. We're coming out. I like it here We're in the back closet. The world to... No, it's cosy and there's it's a cozy. and there's a fawn. Everything's cosy <laughs> in this fucking weather. I get handed Turkish delights by a random woman in a wish, sleigh. I wish this fucking wardrobe needed to go to Narnia because I need it to be fucking cold. It is horribly I'm warm. I'm so warm. Well, if you can if you can handle the hotness, I email can. in bigdumbcontact at gmail.com, bigdumbcast on Twitter. Uh, and yeah, Big Damn Stream on Twitch, where if you hurry, if you listen to this in the week of release, you might still be able to get to watch the full uncut version of our live episode. Uh, it's there till it's gone. Yeah, get it now, before it's gone. Dun, 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 dun. And then the special edition came out. And the special edition will come out where we'll edit one of us out and replace us with Jar Jar Biawangsi. <laughs> and, and another Greedo wearing the same clothes as Greedo after we've seen Greedo killed. Controversial opinion. I don't hate all the additions to the special edition. I can't tell if I hate them or not because I've grown up with them. Yeah. So to me, they are the movie. I have vague memories of the pre-special edition version of the film. But I'll tell you this, they were so proud of that bit where Han Solo walks around Jabba. Yeah, that I could five do film full freaking minutes dedicated to that <laughs> on the behind the scenes featurette. We were we had him step on Jabba's tail. I mean, to be fair, we saw Jabba in the previous shot. He would have to step a lot higher than that. Yeah. 
Oh, isn't it funny? He steps on Jarvis to add. I do wish that scene was cut out of of it. Yeah. In every release now, just so we don't have to watch that. <laughs> it's funny because it's not funny. Also, hand shot first. Question is though, did Greedo spit or swallow? Good night, everybody. Play the theme, Johnny. Johnny, play the theme. I hate you so much. <laughs> he doesn't mean it, Johnny. <laughs> still loves us, Johnny. Tell me he still loves us, Johnny.